0: No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world, and today, Wheezy. I'm so nervous. Why?
1: Dude, I'll be honest with you, out of even the breakfast club, I wasn't as nervous for as it is until right now.
0: Why? They'll I do just, you dirty. I'm not like that.
1: I kind of imagine you like an asshole. No. And even though like I've interviewed you and Lena and you were great, I was like, oh, but his girl was there. Mm. And there's just so many clips of you pissing people off.
0: You mm. could be our third walkout.
1: Okay. I remember black china in the bathroom, which was dirty, Mm -hmm. but I mean, it wasn't so bad. I huddled over, like, I squatted. What was the first walkout? Cuban doll. Oh, see, is women. What the fuck did you do?
0: Women who appropriate Asian culture in their names. Oh, wait, the Cuban Cuban. doll. Sorry. Okay. Other cultures (laughs) in their names. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't know you were that woke. So you guys would edit that out. I'm going to just let it rock. Oh, we don't edit. Ever? No. Oh, okay. No point. Because when I was talking to uh, Sophia from uh, Call Caller Daddy, uh, she was saying that like they edit like crazy. And I'm like, why? Like, what, what are you editing out?
1: First of all, I love Sophia, but I think that some people assume that production requires editing. And I noticed, I just did her show, and she, there was nothing crazy that I said or nothing she edited out, but I just noticed like a lot of pauses were taken out mm. and i think that some people feel like that adds to production but i like quietness i love when i hear someone ask a question and the other person's silent and you can let that moment sit because mm. i'm not that person i'm too fucking chatty
0: most of our podcasts have so much of us like shouting over each other that i can't imagine what the fuck an audio engineer would do to edit it
1: yo mandy and i like after almost five years people still like can you guys stop fucking talking over each other but mm. no we can't
0: that's like the biggest problem for people who are good at talking to each other to get past in order to like then be a podcaster i think is just that realization of like oh we can't all be talking at the same time
1: yeah and i would say this other thing people don't know what role they play a b and Mm. c max right like a lot of people want to be the fucking a mic. and one thing her and i are starting to get better at is like there are certain episodes where she is and where i am Uh where one may be dominating a conversation and we can learn because you can't both be like this Mm. Great podcasts are when people know their place And knowing your place doesn't necessarily mean You're taking a back end
0: How often would you say that you are doing the podcast with her And you're trying to like get a sentence out And then she just comes in like Hey 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 Just sort of like stomping on your I, I feel like there's like different energy levels And sometimes it's like I feel you trying to get your point across And then she just is jumping in really twerking screaming bitch and i'm like (laughs) oh like i feel like i can almost kind of sense the tension when i listen to you guys at times
1: oh we always have tension but that's what makes our show great we don't fake the funk with anything i don't think there's one podcast out here where they don't have problems as we've seen right all these Mm. fucking breakups like mandy and i we were in therapy recently we were talking about that i was like yo the day that we end I'm not going out like this call her daddy shit Joe Budden shit I net frenemies some other white podcast that's huge like yeah. I want us to end good and feel good about each other because like I hate that Her and I get that. We we do that back and forth because we're confident that we can move past it. But I think some people don't like to expose that part Hmm. of their relationship because they feel like their fans may think less of them, but like, fuck it, it is what it is. Now it's
0: like you're not a podcast. You're not a popular podcast unless you have some dramatic breakup where your breakup episode gets five times as many views. Can
1: you imagine the fucking nerve of my last episode being the highest rated? Like, why wasn't I in the millions when we were like talking regular? So it's like... I don't know. But I think her and I are very honest in our dynamics. Some people may even say we're not bigger because of it. But I believe that is really what's kept us going. Like, I really do. I think people like that authenticity.
0: Interesting. Well, it's yeah, not phony. But what's the, what would you describe as your major conflicts? Mandy and I? The, the key things that create tension between you guys. <sighs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> First of all, we're both very alpha. Mm. And we miscommunicate so badly Like I'm being really bad She thinks I'm being really mean or nasty to her I, th- I I take a lot of the things she says personal and emotional When she may be talking about business Like it's just constant miscommunication And because we don't have a personal relationship We're not like best buddy buddy I think that's what makes it harder We're not really empathetic with each other
0: Were you best buddies at one point?
1: Yeah when we were younger that's how we know each other Okay. And then we kind of just jumped into a pod like the basis of horrible decision was two corporate women talking about sex, uh-huh. and it ended up going into turning us into entrepreneurs because the show got so big and we ended up doing well with our money. But when that happened and money started growing, we realized our personalities weren 't really meshed for a good business relationship, I think or a good personal relationship, but I mean, we are really good at making money together like. Mm i will say we joked about when the call her daddy thing came out and i was like bitch i don't give a fuck what happened we can't never break up how millions like no like we have to stick together and i think money and what we're doing reminds us constantly that we have to stay on track and not let our egos get in the way Mm. not to say one has an ego larger than the other but just pride maybe
0: it's interesting because you guys are at least equally incentivized to do stuff i would assume that you guys are like 50 50 ish on Mm -hmm. all this but that that's where shit gets weird with like joe and rory and maul and stuff is that it's like you could be having personal issues and you can be having business issues but if you're having them both at the same time that seems like where they were at and why they couldn't get past it
1: i think um one thing with mandy and i we started our llc so early on um, I, I, uh, discussions of IP partnership agreements. Um, like even now, like now we have a full team, but in the beginning it was like, okay, I'm doing editing and Wheezy has to upload on these days. Like we really treated it like a business before it was even making the money. It is now, you mm. know what I'm saying? And when you take it that serious, that's when shit can work. And I think the beauty of some of these podcasts is they're so organic that there's so much fun that you forget to ask about the money because it's flowing, uh-huh. and then when personal shit fucks up, and by the way, I'm not speaking about anyone; it's just a guess, right? Like maybe even call her daddy, she's like, who knows? But I think when the personal shit gets fucked up, you're like, hold on, let's talk about this money, right? Because whenever Mandy and I start arguing, we're like, let's look at the contract again, and we are able to get more clarity on it. But like, we revisit our shit a lot, and make sure that we have the correct amendments and one thing I'm grateful for as much as she could annoy me or I annoy her like we don't fucking play about our shit. Right. You know so I think it's what's kept us doing well.
0: It isn't kind of interesting because like I've known I've known of you for a lot longer I've known Mandy for quite a bit longer but Yeah, like even when we went on the podcast, it did kind of seem like it wasn't huge, but it was like you guys have been working at it for years and years. And like a lot of times you get so used to seeing people just work on a podcast for years and it never goes anywhere. But then over time, I see you guys like keep grinding. And then all of a sudden now it feels like the fucking opportunities are flowing on a totally different level because you guys managed to hold it together and keep it going despite the adversity. Right.
1: Absolutely. And I think one thing that we've really done well on for a long time People have separated us so much when she started to do her on pod or we both started our own ventures And this. Maybe I didn't even learn this until like this week, Mandy and I maybe Mm. couldn't do more together. So we made sure to use this brand to elevate the other things that we could do. Mm. And that I think is the beauty of it. Like Mandy having a fucking subscription box for vaginas. Why wouldn't you make something like that? You have a sex podcast. Absolutely. Use that audience makes total sense. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like the podcast studio for me, like, I love doing that. I think I'm really good at it. I love teaching people how to make pods. I love production. Like, we both did what we were supposed to do, and Horrible Decisions is the core. So we've been able to leverage that one brand into multiple. Mm. And I think that that's one thing I really appreciate in having her as a podcast partner. She's not stupid. Like, she knows what she's doing, and so do I.
0: Right. It's kind of hard for me to imagine, like podcasting through the beef. Like, you actually are mad as fuck at each other and you still have to sit down and do the podcast. You gotta have
1: a guest, dude.
0: Oh, you need a guest. And then
1: even when we have a guest, the guest be knowing. Right. Because Mandy will be like, welcome to Horrible Decisions. How are you, Michelle? And I'm like, yeah, Michelle. And the guest's like, fuck. Like, but now we're doing a lot better. I mean, we do therapy. We have discussions when we're like going through shit and we're learning to kind of almost... Poke at it. Like, I made a post the other day on our Patreon. I was like, yo, like, we need time to reconnect and then we'll come back. But Mm. we're not about to put out shitty content because I know sometimes we do it and we're really trying not to. And people fucked with that. Like, nobody was like, fuck these bitches. Like, they're making too much money to act like this. Like, they get it. Right. You know what I mean? We're fucking married, bro. We share a bank account. Right. It's not easy. And multiple streams of income, merch touring, ads, our fucking audio IP, like all kinds of shit.
0: It's crazy, though, because if you were in a marriage with a guy that you didn't want to be in, you would be like doing literally everything on earth to get out of it.
1: I don't want to not be in this with Mandy. We don't don't always get along, but I know for a fucking fact what I'm doing with Mandy is very important. And even if sometimes I could let my own pride get to me and feel like I'm doing good at something or whatever, like people are not watching for Wheezy and they're not watching for Mandy. We have a dynamic that's Mm. a thing. I It
0: 100- was like the Migos.
1: Yeah, man. Like, But there's two. <laughs> it, especially because it's just two, that's how I know. Like when we have to, when one is sick or one's on vacation, like it's totally different. Right. I can't hold down horrible decisions without Mandy. I can be wheezy and do myself on another pod, but that brand, like nah.
2: Hmm.
0: It's interesting, though, because now you're getting all these other opportunities. you got this TV show. You're like, is, What are the other things that you've started recently that you have going besides Horrible Decisions, which, by the way, is like a sex-themed podcast with her and Mandy, the other girl we're talking about, <laughs> just in case anybody has made it to this point and doesn't know who the fuck I'm talking to?
1: I mean, thank you. <laughs> uh, so Horrible Decisions, yeah, um, was my first pod venture. I started another one called For Fact's Sake, and then I ended up doing a TV show, Sex Cells." the entrepreneurs and make money from sex without having it. I actually wanted Lena on there, but she was pregnant uh, at the time. Um, didn't I,
0: stop us from doing a whole lot of porno, but... You know. Well,
1: I really... It was hard because we were in L.A. and New York in COVID time, but I really wanted to talk about how you leverage, like, online platforms to making money and crowdfunding and even using a partner. Because hmm. if someone wants to call Lena a porn star, well, she's not really out there doing porn. She's technically making her own content. Like, that's real entrepreneurship. So I just wanted to highlight sex workers in their business acumen. Um, but I just recently... Took a job with Kenya Barris. I'm his head of audio production. He just signed a huge Audible deal to produce uh, a bunch of podcasts within the next few years, and I'm super grateful because he's huge. And like a
0: Head of audio production? What does that entail?
1: Basically, anything that Kenya wants to bring to the table to Audible like um, would go through me, development, um, figuring out casting, what kind of shows we're going to be bringing on, making sure I'm the liaison between those things, um, building him a studio, even finding podcasters to work with but i think the really cool thing about him choosing me is kenya could have access to anybody and i think to be humble enough to know like these fucking hollywood tv producers don't know what a fucking podcast is Mm. And when you pick someone that's been doing it for a minute that didn't have the blueprint i think that was a smart move on his end that a lot of people don't do right you know what i mean like you know we've been podcasting for a minute like you get how it works and these people are getting so much fucking money for podcasts and they don't know how to make one Right. So I think that's really it.
0: Yeah, that's one thing I was getting from listening to Horrible Decisions and hearing all these ads for all these other podcasts and just realizing, like, they're really throwing bags at anybody who's got, like, a name or, like, the ability to have a fucking popping podcast in general. Like, all these media companies are dying to get into this business now.
1: It's insane to me, like, how much money is being thrown at podcasting, but it's all about IP acquiring, like, I think, like, because even what I'm seeing, like, Kenya's super smart and to know that you can keep branding like even blackish to grownish and like i've never seen him say one thing one dimension like if he's going to talk about a podcast it's like and if that's a book if that's a tv deal if that's a movie deal like he knows and people that their brain work like that that's why you have to build a team like i'm just audio production right there's someone over me like that's going to tell me like creatively if this can work and i think that branching into podcasting for people when they're spending that money they want more that's Mm. what i'm assuming i can't see why you would spend millions and millions of dollars on a brand unless you want to acquire the rights to other shit which is why all of that spotify money that's being thrown around is so interesting to me because they know if something grows now they can make it a tv show now they can buy you out with this and that like ip is it Mm. And it's important to keep your own. Like Mandy and I have ours and you know right. your shit is indie, right? Oh, yeah. That shit is fucking important. Like but imagine how trash no jumper would be if you eliminated sixty percent of your audience and just took it somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and the whole basis of this podcast really, like whenever they talk to me about T V shows or whatever, I'm like you would never want to make a TV show about 90% of the people that I interview because they're not well-known enough to be on actual TV. Or even like, I just did a two-hour interview with an underground sort of rapper who's actually kind of huge on the internet named Hobson. It's like i would actually fucking flip out and lose my mind if i had to justify to someone why i wanted to interview him because he doesn't have an album coming out he doesn't you know there's no like reason for me to want to interview him besides the fact that i think he's tight and we end up talking to each other every couple of years and like i don't know i just couldn't imagine having to like have every piece of content be like consistent and big like, to me, it's like, no, like, we're, I'm just doing what the shit that I think is cool here.
1: I, I, I really fuck with you on that because when horrible decisions started, people would tell us how big the guests need to be. Right. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't give a fuck about an IG model. And I think Mandy and I maybe tried it once or twice and they're whack ass episodes. I want the fucking girl who's a receptionist that's been sucking dick in the bathroom at work to fucking come and tell her story because as long as you keep making good content, mm. that's when shit gets better. Like, With Wayno's podcast, when we were starting it out, like, I remember people were like, oh, tell Wayno to have this guy and this guy and do this. And it's like, yo, like, Wayno's already a name. Like, just let him get his fucking flow and make people enjoy this show. And then the fucking guests will come. Right. Like, it just doesn't make sense to throw these big guests because you can't lean on them. They're not going to come back next week. People need to come back for you. And if you can't figure out how to stand on your own two feet... That won't make sense. People like watching you interview people. I really believe that. I believe that about all of us that have been podcasting for a while. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, cool. Adam has this person on, but I'm going to still click on your shit.
0: And the crazy thing about it, too, though, is that this year I've interviewed huge rappers, like top tier rappers that are like extremely well known Mm -hmm. and got 300,000 views, 400,000 views. And then I've interviewed completely unknown people from instagram or twitch or whatever who i just think are funny who are like a meme or or just like some some random thing and got millions and millions of views off of people that are not even like really
2: famous because
1: that's when you're thinking about your own content yeah like this tiktok era Dude, like I don't want to fucking know where you went to high school. I can't believe people are interviewing TikTokers and like, pe- <laughs> like it's. I, I want to fucking throw up, dude. Like mm. you're lip syncing to music and doing this. It's so weird, right? How like that's become a phenomenon, and suddenly like people are interviewing them. Like no, like what happened to like people that are just interesting? Right. It fucking sucks. Yeah. But hopefully, like this will weed out who are the better content creators in the end you know what i mean
0: i used to interview like any instagram model that had like a million followers back in the day i just like it just seemed like it made sense
1: to be fair i don't don't know if it did your instagram show shit has definitely been interesting it's piqued my interest and i actually am a very i don't like when women name drop so i haven't liked that Uh, about your show because i think exposing people just isn't right it's a consensual really
0: pull back on that yeah really Well, I mean, we had Selena doing a shitload of it, and it was basically the reason why we had to not do her show anymore.
1: Uh. And then recently
0: we ran into an issue where a girl on the show aired out Tristan Thompson and then they broke up with his Kardashian girlfriend. I don't even know. And I'm sitting there on the podcast and she's talking about fucking Tristan Thompson and I'm drinking, which I never do. And in the cease and desist that I got from Tristan Thompson's fucking legal team, it like I forget what it was, but there was some like funny way that they wrote it where like Mr. Grand Mason even acknowledges that he doesn't know what the fuck you're talking about (laughs) or something the way they said it because I'm sitting there not like i don't know the fucking tris i still how do, have-
1: how do you make sure that like you're doing your like do you say allegedly because you'd yeah. be letting these bitches come on and say that shit dude
0: yeah we pretty much just let them rock usually i mean like you know there's definitely times who do i have on the other day that was talking about fucking somebody famous oh what's her name talking about fucking uh the fucking hariyama girl yeah. was talking about fucking ah.
1: Why do you think they do it? And why do you think they do it here?
0: What the hell else are they doing? <laughs>
1: <laughs> is it like, no, like for real, like is only fans, like what's the goal? Cause to me, if I was like selling pussy, I would, I, cause I believe men like fucking girls that like other athletes and rappers fuck. So like you're slanging pussy. It makes sense to be like, I fucked so-and-so cause you're like, oh wow. Right. I want to fuck the girl he fucks. But otherwise, I don't really understand.
0: Yeah, it makes no sense to me if you are thinking about the long term of your hoeing. But it, you know, it would appear that a lot of girls aren't really super concerned. Like that fucking porn star girl who called out little baby like the day after he went and smashed her, and she just like <laughs> described it in such intense detail. And that was what was so fascinating. Like erotica, kind of. Yeah, and talking about like he he just dick me down and pushed my head into the bed and didn't say a word to me. I was reading that shit like. That dude is fucking awesome. This guy is the man. <laughs> and But also at the same time, I'm reading it like captivated. Like, Doesn't this girl know that it's literally her only job to not air out the rapper who just paid her for sex, who has a famous girlfriend? Who's little girlfriend? baby. Who would I say? Dud baby. baby. My apologies. The little baby.
1: Okay. Because there's a lot of babies, baby.
0: Right. A lot of babies.
1: I'm trying to think. like, On With Selena, I did see her OnlyFans go up. So that makes sense to me because mm. it's just like now people can't, like we want more juice with that. So I get that. But that was
0: her mode of operation way before there was even any kind of financial incentive because she was calling out Waka Flocka for whatever, cheating on his girl or whatever in 2015, 2016. She hit me up trying to fuck Tentacion at one point. And literally the only reason I said fuck you was because I was like, I saw you airing out Waka Flocka in the news like – a couple months ago, why would I try to line you up with my like dude who's barely oh, she legal? She hit
1: you up to like be the oh
0: trying to fuck with X. This is why he's still in jail, but oh my god. <laughs> and uh, that even then I was like, no, I'm not introducing you to him because I just saw you air out Walker.
1: You know who I really want you to interview? Who okay? These are like my all time this is my dream guest, but I feel like you could get him okay. Taz's Angels. Ooh, okay. I need them fucking back together, bro. When I lived in like I briefly, like when I was a Florida girl and like living that Miami life and lived, they were like the shit to me. Really? I loved them. They're so fun. And I love that they like didn't give a fuck about talking about they pimp. To me, that shit is lit.
0: I think uh Britannia 187 was one of them at one point, right?
1: I don't or- I think she just hung around them, but I know okay. who you're talking about. And right. She she was great that like she those are the girls that really walked so Selena could run. Okay. Right. And I really hated how people talked about that empty house, because when they got that big ass house and fucking the Kardashians were in there, they were lit as fuck at one point. Right. And they don't get enough credit for that.
0: But they were prostituting themselves and just talking about it.
1: I I remember them talking about getting money for him, being Mm. a bottom bit, like verbiage that we know is basically it. I don't think they explicitly said that, but I would hope they would discuss it now. I mean, I had heard stories and I'm not sure if they're true, but... I mean, the way that they moved, yeah, like I know like girls ran in through that. And also, like, he really took care of them. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they lived well. They were, I was gonna say, they looked happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a lot of girls
0: prostituting themselves. We can't just assume that every pimp has them in this uh, relationship that not they don't every want. Every
1: pimp is bad, right? right so yeah. I've learned a lot about this. Like, when I was growing up, I feel like we all heard the word, we think like your pimp's beating you and taking your cash. Right. But some pimps, so to speak, are keeping these girls safe in a way, right? whether they like, cause let's not forget some girls like selling pussy. Right. You know what I'm saying? like, I don't Tons. know why everybody acts like this is the worst job in the world. I'm not saying it's my job, but I'm saying like, I get how like bitches could like it. But, like,
0: but you're talking about this show that you're, that you're working on or whatever the, your TV show, right. Is like primarily about people who sell sex, but not actually sell sex.
1: Correct. So it, like uh dominatrixes only fans girls feet models um i interview like sex toy companies so i get waxed on the show like to me like my waxing lady she might be 60 year old little indian lady but like you're doing vajayshals like you're selling sex like uh-huh. i'm only coming in here because i know i'm getting fucked i'm not getting a vajayshal for fun
0: vajayshal right i need to think about that word more soon
1: that's what i'm saying oh actually it could be like if you got squirted on maybe yeah all right, no, I'm but all, it's, it's right. basically like she exfoliates your <laughs> pussy. But I do naked yoga, like shit like that. Like to me, all of these things are sex adjacent. Uh-huh. And I think that like it's super interesting to see how these people really make a living off of it. But to me, I had horror phobia and that whole like, oh, my God, I'm not a hoe, but I am. Oh, I only had a sugar daddy, but I never sold pussy. Like so many women do that shit. And once I really started to be able to understand the acumen of these people, that's when I was like, I got to make a show about this. Mm,
0: But was the network the ones who were like, yo, you're not allowed to actually interview anyone who's a straight up prostitute because that's illegal? No, to me, I
1: feel like sex work, that wouldn't go, it wouldn't make enough episodes. Mm. Like, I didn't even ask for that. I really wanted to talk about people that actually make money from it without fucking. And also, I don't want to get anyone arrested if Mm -hmm. that is what they're doing or put anybody in a position where they could have harm done. But these people are doing completely legal things. We go in a sex club. And to be totally honest, I didn't know that was legal. But it turns out a sex club in New York, it's just an event space where like-minded people are invited. Mm -hmm. You're not paying for sex. You're paying for a ticket to go to a space.
0: But you went to a lit one?
1: Yeah, and like w. there was all
0: kinds of crazy sex stuff going on all it's over the place. It's like one
1: of the most elite, like it's a high class, high-end uh, sex club. Really. Like he's got dancers, he's got things going on, performances, and I take one camera in there and they follow me through and it's it's gorgeous. Like I get in bed with a couple and I ask what they're looking for there. Like I just wanted to show that these people are normal, you know what I'm saying? Like you guys had a fucking kid, now you're engaged. Like but yeah. somehow like we see you guys fucking. Like
0: and she just bought a different house just to fucking just to film content, I really Damn but, dude. Yeah.
1: Maybe I should be selling my business.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, probably if you started OnlyFans, I mean, I don't know how much money you're making from all these other things, and I assume it's pretty good, but I'm assuming also if you started OnlyFans, it would probably be like up there. No. No? Nah, dude. Nah, you got the IP.
1: Yeah. I feel like I'd take some like cute selfies and then after a while I'd just be like
0: Oh yeah, yeah. You gotta go hard.
1: Yeah, you gotta go hard. Which like- is the
0: crazy thing because you know, when you hear about like Ruby Rose, start OnlyFans, Bella Thorne, Bad Baby, et cetera, I feel like there's never like a follow up article about that that is like, oh, they're not even showing a fucking nipple.
1: There's enough follow up articles I feel like we see enough shit Like there's an OnlyFans doc on Hulu Where like people are slamming them Did you see that?
0: I haven't And it's like What is it in my brain That makes me not want to watch Something that is probably More tailored to my interests Than anything else That's on the service Because
1: you really know what it is You know the business And you know it's probably mm. Washed for fucking TV But which, shouldn't I want to
0: find out? I should watch
2: it But
1: You should watch it But it is interesting Because a lot of performers Call out the Bella Thorns And the famous people Making OnlyFans Which I gotta be real I do think it's stupid I also saw an article today that said OnlyFans may pull pornography just because they want to branch into something different.
0: You know, and then I'm searching Twitter and I'm searching Google trying to find like a real source for that and I'm not finding anything, which does make no sense to me because, okay, why is it that when you go to the Twitter app, Mm -hmm. you can follow 5 million different porn accounts and even me, I follow a handful of porn stars. I'm scrolling through my timeline. I see girls getting dicked down, whatever. But then OnlyFans can't even have an app on the app store because of the fact that there is nudity on there, but you have to pay for it. Like the, the only fans app doesn't have any nudity unless you pay for it. And I don't really understand why Twitter is allowed to exist in the app store. And the only Twitter,
1: Twitter is just like maybe the photos and we're not purchasing those photos. Mm. Um, And I think the paying for the sex, in a way, like, is really the issue with that. But, like, for Patreon, Mandy and I are considered 18 plus because of the content.
0: And we're about to be, too, once we launch our Patreon. But that's another good example of why the fuck is Patreon allowed to have an app when there's all kinds
1: of naked shit? I will tell you this. Mandy started posting what she was calling porn sleepers. we almost got removed from the site. We've had Patreon for almost three years
0: porn sleepers
1: yeah just basically like you know like you know people drop their music or whatever like i guess she does that on her other pod where she'll like do a hot song of the week she okay. was doing porn she liked and we almost got fucking deleted because just for it.
0: showing the porn showing on- a
1: link so i think the issue with OnlyFans is and then maybe even wanting to separate because even in the documentary the OnlyFans ceo discusses it's a crowdfunding platform it's crowdfunding like right. It's pussy, bro.
0: I got on the phone with uh, one of the high ups at uh, OnlyFans. I'm not sure if it was the owner. And he was telling me, he's like, yeah, we'd love to put money into uh, uh, you starting something and help support it and everything. And I was like, yeah, I have this idea. And it was obviously something totally like sex based. And he's like, we can't support anything that has any kind of sexual element. You know, like they they want us to do like a Patreon style thing on OnlyFans. They do not want more porn. Like they'll let you do that. I think that if anything, OnlyFans just wants to get the app in the app store and they maybe if they kind of rebrand as not being so sex focused, then maybe they can get the... I think they just
1: can't get capital or investors because Mm. look at Patreon, right? They've got mad investors. They're giving people fucking equity and Bitcoin and all this shit and... OnlyFans really can't branch out and do that because people don't want to say they're probably investing in that. Those are um, sin stocks in essence, mm. right? Like things that are tobacco, um, gambling, pornography. Uh, what's the word for guns that I'm looking for? Firearms. Firearms, shit like that. Like those are stocks that like are really hard to go public. And I think with OnlyFans, it's probably really hard to find investors because the relation to sex.
0: It's hilarious if they ruin the whole app because there's just going to be a, like. OnlyFans. Work, I don't want to
1: see your dog on OnlyFans, bro.
0: It works great, but it's not that hard to replicate. Like if OnlyFans does say like, "Oh, no more porn," but you know
1: what? You don't I don't think, think she- there's
0: a million other apps, or not even apps, but a million platforms that are ready to take your space.
1: I think OnlyFans is popular because we love the Instagram model. And if anyone has not supported OnlyFans, that's crazy to me. But OnlyFans feels like Instagram, but pussy. And then to know you can DM a performer and they can write you back is, like, really exciting. Like, I'm fans of podcasters, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever. And if I knew I could write them and they had to write me back or that I was supporting them personally, like, we've had a long-lasting Patreon. because People loved knowing they were, like, helping Mandy and I get video off the ground back then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Or paying for merch or being able to tour ourselves. I really believe people like knowing they're, like, helping these girls. Mm. Or male performers, whatever. And I think that... To make it look like Instagram is much like we already do—the scrolling, the way you can like it, a comment, a message, the way it has a grid. Like Patreon is not that; Mm. it looks like a blog post kind of thing. It's different.
0: I haven't spent enough time on Patreon, but yeah, that's interesting.
1: Because it's easy to use. OnlyFans is so easy to use. Like I've my first time clicking on the app, I feel like I've been in it already because it's the Instagram shit.
0: Yeah, like even Facebook is weird. They figured out. Facebook, you can pay me to look at Facebook. It's just the most confusing blob of a website ever. I don't feel like anyone really understands what all these different things. And when you try to actually like dig into how to use Facebook to promote video and stuff, and like, oh, you can embed from one page to another. There there are things that are so complicated about Facebook. And for some reason, I've just never been able to really get anything to go that crazy on Facebook. And even your demographic. But even when I do, even when I have videos get millions and millions of views, it doesn't feel like we get like a lot. Do you fucking
1: hear this? flat? Like This is like really We get millions and millions of views But I'm
0: saying that we don't get like the followers that you would think would come with that I don't know, everything about Facebook has always felt fake as fuck to me
1: There's no like direct line of traffic And Mm. I I, I say, I give this advice to people like when doing consultations for pods all the time So this is really my best free game When you have someone on your podcast, right? And you're having a person that may not have a podcast demo you, you probably won't get as many clicks mm. as if you have like a rapper, right? Like if you interview me and people that listen to Horrible Decisions never heard of Adam and now they like you, they're going to click. They're going to stay because they already take a certain audio format or a certain YouTube format weekly. Mm. So they and most people listen to three to five in rotation, right? No Jumper may not be the only one. They probably listen to other shit in your lane. Mm-hmm. And so when you have people that do the same kind of shit as you on, it grows your audience. Happened to me and Sophia both directly, like when we uh, linked with her in November. It was one of the first times I saw it happen, like, again. That same week, like instantaneously. Mm. Oh, I listened to Sophia with an F. I listened to Horrible Decisions. Now I listen to both of them because they're kind of alike. Mm -hmm. That's what people do. That's why having YouTubers and podcasters on can really help you. Instead of a fucking TikToker, like I said, don't make sense. Mm. I want to look at that girl on TikTok. I'm not going to just start watching No Jumper on YouTube when I don't watch anything else on YouTube.
0: Well, it's funny when you see a girl go on a podcast who has like hella followers or whatever. And then you realize like, oh, nobody... Nobody really wants to hear her talk. <laughs> like, <laughs> when you look at the views, it you're ruins like, oh, it, dude. damn, that, like, that's not uh, what people are really tuning in for. Although I will say that for me, a lot of our biggest interviews have been like porn stars and just chicks who like realistically have tons of Instagram followers. But nobody ever really talked to them on camera, had a serious conversation with them. them a chance. And then we did it. <laughs> and then our fucking horny ass audience just eats it up.
1: Uh, you are known for the hoes, though.
0: Yeah, we got hoes. Yeah On here Not me so much But like On the
1: Oh not you so much Birds of a feather hun
0: No I got no hoes I'm I'm an engaged man No I mean
1: like As hoes Like we are Oh You know what I'm saying Like we're we're a tribe I feel like But
0: what's your audience Like 90% female or no
1: no, nah, I think we're 70, 30 now, but they all hoes though. Like right. even the dude, like every one of them that listens to a podcast, they're like either a secret hoe. Uh-huh. Like when people come up to me and they're like quiet about it, I'm like, what do you have a regular job? Like,
0: <laughs> right.
1: <laughs> Cause the ho-hos, they be bartenders and shit. Like, yo, I love that shit. Now i be pegging my boyfriend. Oh no. And then there's like someone that comes up to me that's like a paralegal that like, I've been listening for three years. I'm so proud of your journey. Really? It's cute.
0: And she probably also pegs her man now. Dude,
1: they all—we all have it in us. It's just some people can be outward about their shit, and some people, like, look at your face, look at your tats. You're never getting a regular job again. Might as well put your dick. I'm never in your getting girl pegged either. My <laughs> fucking <laughs> my
0: girl. One night we were drunk as hell tried to like slip a finger near there and it I was the way I reacted she never tried again.
1: Oh, it's your it's in your head. Maybe when you get older you'll be okay.
0: I, how much older am I really going to get?
1: I don't know, but you also be around like a lot of rapper niggas and shit. I feel like it could probably get in your head, you know what I mean? Like yes. just the needing to be masked con- masculine constantly.
0: You know, I was thinking about that about myself is that when I'm around my rap friends and stuff or anyone who listens to the No Jumper show or whatever, uh-huh. I'm the gayest one. Always.
1: Why are you the gayest? Because I
0: just will say the most sus things. I say the just the most gay. Sh- oh, literally I, just, gay. You know, I'm I, like, I, I just not say not even super gay be... things, and nobody thinks I'm actually gay. But like, my friends will like get up and walk away from the table because they're so they'll be so Dude, flabbergasted. Honestly, though, that's white boy shit. Oh yeah, yeah, hundred like, percent.
1: white boys love dick sucking, dick jokes. But I don't then understand.
0: when I'm around like woke people, uh-huh. then I feel mega homophobic.
1: Because I was about to tell you, like, gay in what way, Adam?
0: Right. Yeah. (laughs) But I I just can't, like, you know, like, I'm not, uh, I don't know. It's like, I'm kind of like just teetering in that space right between homophobic and actually gay, which is cool. I don't think a lot of people get to do that. Now I'm homophobic, but it's like.
1: Have you interviewed some gays? Gay men?
0: Yeah. A couple over the years. Yeah. I'm sure.
1: Gay men are a great interview. I love watching gay and straight men have questions together. Like, any boyfriend I have that, like, has, like, talked to my gay friends, I love it when they're just figuring out what a top and bottom is. It's just. The, your mouth being open right how, now? How could
0: you? I mean, that, that pretty feels gay. pretty self explanatory.
1: No. Somebody's like,
0: got to be on the top and somebody's got to be on the bottom, right?
1: No, like questions kind of like being verse, right? Like right. a lot of straight men don't really understand that concept. Like, or even when I have like very femme guys that are tops, like, Everyone's confused Like I thought if you were A little girly You're the taker You know what I'm saying Like there's so many questions About homosexuality That are unanswered That I really like When straight men and gay men Have that dialogue together
0: I have this uh, situation That I landed myself in Years ago before I don't
1: know I... where this is going
0: <laughs> <laughs> Well basically I hung out with this girl That I met on Tinder Or whatever And uh, she was An airplane stewardess So they have sort of Like temporary Like homes That basically exist Just yes. for people Who are stewardesses yes. Or whatever right Like
1: Flight patterns cra- Yeah, I-, I
0: think they yeah. might even Have bunk- beds and shit it's like multiple people per room and so I go out with this girl and then we go back to her her apartment and she tells me that she lives in this stewardess house basically right (laughs) I walk in and there's a fucking dude on the other side of the room and he says to her he goes "Mm, she's a tall drink of water and I realize now that that was the first time I had ever been misgendered, most likely. Um, no,
1: it's more like somebody calling you sis or bitch. I
0: know, but I just was like, oh, that's so because Because like, I could tell from the way he said it, too, that he didn't think that I would understand that that was the joke. And <laughs> I actually did think it was fucking hilarious. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing that now. That cool. is. And then they got me to fucking sniff the poppers. Did you like it? Eh, not really. I don't like it either. You don't?
1: But I feel like if we've sniffed something else in our lives. What is poppers?
0: Yeah, yeah. It didn't seem like it was, obviously for, it's not anyone as anyone intense know as other, what other drugs.
1: Is um, you like you can't go in a store and ask for it. You could ask for like leather cleaner. It's some kind of liquid formula that basically gives you a rush. You feel very warm and it relaxes your body. And gay men tend to use it because it can open their asshole. It makes lungs. your asshole go. How do you know?
0: That's just what I hear. <laughs> I didn't know that that was supposed to be the intended effect until after, and I was, like, looking it up. I'm like, oh, I, want, I, I wasn't paying attention to my asshole during People
1: that. People use it for, like, recreational purposes. Like, I've been to a gay club where someone gave me poppers, and I'm like, dude, what is this? Like, heroin? Like, it totally takes me down. I don't like that feeling. Really? No, if I'm going to get high, I'm going up.
0: When I was with those gay dudes in the stewardess house, though, I they were telling <laughs> me about, like, they were just talking about their actual lives, and it was, like, the most drug riddled shit i could have ever imagined and the most outlandishly slutty whore behavior i've ever heard and i was like wow like this is the real soul of the gay community that they don't tell us about (laughs) in the media (laughs) i mean i feel like i just felt like wow this guy's really hitting me with like how these motherfuckers be living because the thing about the stewardess dudes are like you couldn't pick a better I can't, job. i can't stop if,
1: laughing at you saying stewardess because it just shows right, flight I, attendant. I know, I, I say it too. And someone told me it makes me sound old.
0: But but the thing is, is, like what I gathered from all this is that you don't get that job as a gay man for any reason other than the fact that it allows you to fucking be in different cities every night, have your pick of like, just from talking <laughs> to him, I realized like, wow, this is a job that's really suited to a guy who wants to kind of live this crazy-ass life. I mean, life. gay
1: men are fortunate enough, like, dude, I, so I'm too emo. Like, I'm slutty, but, like, I'm very emotional. Right. Like, I can't imagine, like, a guy fucking the shit out of me and then, like, getting me an Uber. I'll probably start crying. Really? I have the nerve.
0: So you can't just, like, go over a rapper's house and just get digged down and then just be done? Mm-mm. Mm.
1: I wish I could because I feel like I'd have the opportunity. Maybe I wouldn't have to buy my own watches and pay my own rent if I could do this, but I can't. Mm like blue check guys like i've had like one or two but like blue check guys they're like no i mean industry right right? like they're very difficult for me because i want a regular ass dude to i want someone a little bit predictable
0: right well a guy who doesn't have any money or a blue check is gonna fuck you like he really means it right okay well but i'm just saying like a guy who like a rich dude quite often is gonna fuck you like he doesn't give a shit he probably really doesn't Broke give Broke dick shit. is the
1: best dick, bro. That's what I'm saying. Lisa Ann, we interviewed her and she said something and I'll never forget it. She was like, sometimes I fuck a guy with an amazing dick. And I'm like, this is, you, you don't need a job. This is exactly the thing you need to be doing in life. Right. My best dick I've ever had was like. He had to have been backed up on rent. Unemployment. I don't know if they just give all they can. And some people make jokes about them needing a house. But, like, no. They just, like, know how to fuck because they know that's why they're there. Mm. When I've fucked wealthier men, like, they may not put in as much effort. may not want to eat pussy too long or whatever because they know they can give me all the other shit. Mm. I'm eating escargot and then maybe I'll get some, like, five minutes of sex. But the broke dude, first of all, they know they're, like, not on my level. So they're excited to fuck me, which is kind of cute. They
0: want to impress you.
1: Right. They know they have to fuck shit out of me. Actually, I met this guy who lives with his mom and just got out of jail. And now you're a
0: sex podcaster, so you really got to impress the sex podcaster.
1: Right. But then I feel the same way. Like, now when I'm sucking dick, I feel like I have to put a lot of work in. Um. But whatever, anyway. So the guy lives with his mom, (laughs) and he tells me, like, yo... I know I ain't really got a lot to give, but if you let me fuck you, you'll never stop fucking me. And he's like, you can get a husband and a whole new dude, and I'll still let you come get this dick. And I was like, damn, it really must be good. And I haven't fucked him yet, but I'm waiting on the moment. I just got to make sure you won't take a picture of me. Like, I'm scared of that. I feel like broke dudes might try to, like, leverage that.
0: Well, hey, you're popping now. You're the rapper. You got to take their phone away.
1: No, you think? Yes,
0: you're Drake now. Oh, my God. It's kind of hard to imagine this happening because it's like, how are you going to tell somebody who is like bigger and stronger than you like give me the phone? I'm, I'm, I'm going to lock this up. He's going to be
2: like, "Fuck you."
1: I mean, I could probably tell him like, "Yo, like I don't want you to show your friends give me your phone." And yeah. when I take ta- like tapes and shit like that, like I definitely I'm like use my phone. Right. And I'll it has to be my phone. I love masturbating to my own like shit.
0: Right. You like, do. Mhm. It's interesting. I try
1: not to watch porn cuz it's making me like want crazy and dirtier things I'm having nastier and dirtier dreams because of it and then I have to keep clicking like first I'll start off with a regular threesome then I gotta watch a fucking cream pie getting eaten out of your pussy and then it's gotta like be farted out of your pussy and now I need bukaki, and it's like let me just watch myself get fucked and I'll be okay
0: you've been radicalized <laughs>
1: Yo, don't say that
0: I mean that's what it is It's true. one day you're watching a fucking documentary about uh, you know the election and then the next minute you're queuing on
1: Nah, I don't think I would go that far. It's not that far. Nah. <laughs> I mean, I was still a little black lives matter <laughs> Matter of fact, we interviewed Freddie Gibbs, and I was telling him how when I watch porn, I like watching black women, and a lot of the bukkake scenes are like white dudes. And I'm like, but they be talking to black girls crazy. And he was like, and I'm like, so if it throws me off. He's like, what kind of fucking black lives matter pussy do you have? No lie, I turn off porn when I feel like it gets racially tense. Really? Like, you know those, like, the dog fart brand? How they wear, like, confederate flags and shit do they yes and they'd be like calling them black bitches and i'd be like oh my god i gotta mute this
0: oh my god
1: (laughs) i'm I'm telling you no but i think
0: i saw the worst of it because back in like 2003 early internet era i remember that there was a message board thread about this website that was literally nazi n word hard r.com and the website was all these guys, white guys with big ass Swastika tattoos and shit, fucking black women and saying the worst things you've ever heard to them. And I brought this up on the podcast, and everybody acted like I was crazy because it doesn't exist right now. But then I Googled it, and I managed to find like an archive of this previously mm-hmm. existing. So, yeah, that definitely traumatized me a bit because I still remember it like it was yesterday, and this was like Race twenty years play ago. Is like
1: a real thing, dude, and like really? it's, it's the power dynamic too, and. I get so a lot of my gay male friends tell me they they get the most requests for like race play on grinder and shit like that.
2: Really?
1: Oh my god. Like for I, I don't even like the term BBC. Like saying big black cock <laughs> is so fucking dumb to me. Like it's so,
0: funny, right? It's
1: some of the dumbest <laughs> shit. Like I get it when you need to search, but like, can you map please give me your big black cock? It's like, what the fuck, dude?
0: Right. I feel like a lot like porn is slowly having to like grow up a little bit because like, okay. The, that's why OnlyFans is it the right prezi- now. The previous standard by which it was normal for a white porn woman to not fuck <laughs> white porn b- woman white porn star <laughs> with a woman. all due respect. But you, to you know, white it, it used to be totally normal for them to not fuck black guys because it would keep their value up in the industry or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's like largely kind of gone away at this point. But you'll see porn stars on Twitter calling out the girls who do take part in that and stuff. Whereas I remember like 10-20 years ago. I mean, that was just super standard. And the industry the industry like slowly having a inch towards progress i think and
1: even like when what you were saying about that it definitely has changed because when you think about the brand blacked that production value is insane Mm. so like i don't really like watching white girls in porn with black men because then i can't see myself like if i watch a white Mm. couple fucking i feel like i'm watching someone else but like if it's like a black dude being that i normally fuck black men i'm like oh i gotta see someone that looks like me so i can put my head in it Mm. like how do you watch porn do you watch it as like an aesthetic thing or like your dick is in it
0: that's a good question i don't know
1: can you watch black dick and porn or does it feel like oh no i don't care
0: yeah actually i really don't want to see a white dick they're smaller on average
1: i've seen some big white dicks
0: me too but the genre of big dick porn is 100 percent black which is something i didn't realize until a certain point
1: you can find a big white dick if you search monster cock that's the white bbc okay because ain't nobody listing no black dick. Like, monster cock invades white women. Like, no, you're just going to put BBC. But, like, yeah, I don't know. I do feel like I need to, like, put my head in it, which is probably why I like watching myself.
0: I don't, like, specifically search out... Actually, no, when I think about it, like, a lot of times when I do watch porn, it is a white dick. But I would never go out of my way for either but i will say that if the dick seems small like i'm not trying to see you get finger banged, so this is just really not gonna do anything for me you know
1: which is i really appreciate you saying that because men act like they don't care but like it doesn't feel real or you want to like see i can't watch small dicks in porn either
0: no, no what's the point maybe anal that, i would rather watch anal than vaginal because it feels like at least they have more skin in the game like this is dangerous shit <laughs> I know you had to prepare for this. Any girl can have sex like it's whatever. Anal? They really got to prep for that shit.
1: I have not had anal sex yet. Oh,
0: my God. And you have a sex podcast?
1: It's embarrassing. I I keep trying to get it in there. I love fingers in it. And then I think I'm just getting more, like, in my head about it. I get really scared. Then I started using anal dilators. And then, like, the <sighs> head went in. And the
0: numbing cream?
1: Yo. Mandy said about, she's, oh, she, she got her fucking mouth, like, numbed out from it. Wow. I felt so bad for her. But it feels
0: like numbing is taking over the, the sex game now because you have numbing wipes for your dick. They have numbing gels for your asshole.
1: I don't even get the point of it. Like, don't you want to feel shit? I'm not having a baby.
0: I feel you but I've been getting tattoos for a long time and then at one point... I use Hush. At one point they're like, oh, there's this new cream. You put it on your skin and it makes the tattoo hurt less. Oh my God. Why the fuck was I getting tattoos without this shit? Yo,
1: I use Hush all the time. I have got little tiny ones. Like I have a sleeve but like still like that shit changed the game.
0: My daughter got her ears pierced. Boom. They're putting gel on there to, to numb it and stuff beforehand.
1: Just yeah, but for everyone. getting fucked, don't you want to like... That's what I don't understand. Like my favorite feeling of sex is like when it's go- like the first few pumps when it's going in i feel my pussy stretching out like i think that's like the best part of it for women and I-, I i could only imagine like even if i'm fingering a girl like feeling the entry point like that's exciting when you feel pussy open
0: but your asshole hasn't been radicalized yet so i feel like you need to ease your way in and maybe the numbing gel will get you there
1: all right man i'll try <laughs> <you on these laughs> Just,
0: I-, I feel like that's what it's for
1: it is like i just want to feel my body like i don't want to be shitting myself because the fucking anal ease like lasted too long
0: oh i never even thought about that
1: what if your ass feels like loose you know what i'm saying i can't like control it like i can kegel my pussy but with my ass is numb what am i gonna do i already
0: feel like my ass is loose from just from taking shits all these years no at least a little bit not like it was when i was a kid
1: what do you mean?
0: I mean, I'm just, when I wipe my ass now, I feel like the uh, the, the fossil that you get when you press the toilet, <laughs> I feel like it's bigger. Like there's just, it's been radicalized. It's been opened up a little bit. It's so It's
1: muscle. Maybe you yeah. need to get a letter in your ass. I
0: mean, a shit is like let, the let same diameter. That's what I don't get. Why do we act like it's such a big deal to take a dick in the ass when everyone takes a shit and we all know that a shit is like approximately the same size as a dick?
1: I've been thinking that. I have been thinking that, because sometimes... Damn, dude, you have a lot of male listeners. They're really not going to want me now.
0: No, they're going to love it. Right, Probably well, half of them want their assholes reamed out. No,
1: but now I'm talking about shit. That's
0: yeah, all
1: good. No, like I actually like don't talk about shit with guys I'm fucking.
0: One of the most popular clips that we've ever done on here is there was a porn star girl, and she was talking about how she just told her, her agent how she wanted the guy to shit on her, and how he told her, like, you're going to have to go to Germany. I don't think you're allowed to do that here, et cetera. <laughs> and that... To this day, it will go viral on TikTok. It'll go viral on YouTube. Other people put it on their podcast constantly.
1: Subaru Kate, do you know who this girl is? No. This white girl is fucking crazy. It's disgusting when you click on her. I almost want you to get your phone.
2: Subaru Kate. I
1: click on her Twitter. I want to interview her, but our the premise of our show is to like destigmatize black kink. Mm. Oh my god, she has shit on her chest. Throw up in her hair. She's ate a fucking tampon. Honestly, it's disgusting. But for some reason, I'm looking at it like this. You know what I mean? When like your eyes half open, like I can't stop. Not that I'm like coming to it or anything, but I need to know what's going on.
0: I searched Subaru Kate, and I'm pretty sure it's a woman named Kate standing in front of a Subaru. But I'm dude, gonna do some more googling soon.
1: Dude, wait till you see it. It's, yeah, it's disgusting. T- xxx after it. But like. I mean, constant, like, it's just everything is so dirty and nasty. I don't know if it's legal. But
0: that's an interesting objective to to destigmatize black kink. Do you feel like that's something where, like, white people have just kind of, like, become more open-minded to that and that the black community kind of needs, like, a kick in the ass to... Kind of change some of their attitudes on it
1: I mean yeah like for example Like pup play right people being put on leashes And shit like <laughs> when I talked About that
0: we need more black guys On like, <laughs> like you think that's like Better for society like no, everyone no, needs I, to be walking Around leashes
1: it's really about liberating Black people Brian Pomper was
0: very Ahead of his time in that regard continue
1: That's true hmm. like he, BDSM he for, just, Of course I know Brian Pomper <laughs> <laughs> I mean hello He was Black walking porn around. matters Great <laughs>
0: Continue. <laughs> we could talk about <laughs> Brian Pumper all day. I'm not going to do that to you.
1: Um, and now, like... When, when i like talk about crazy shit with porn or whatever like people are always like oh that's WPS, white people shit so we try to bring on black people that do this crazy nasty shit too you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying like most popular sex podcasters are white or they're white porn stars or they're white entertainers and mandy and i were black girls that were just doing dirty shit and having fun out of lives and mm-hmm. we bring people on that live this lifestyle because our audience is black and we want to make sure it's reflective of the guests not all the time like y'all weren't black but there's once in a blue Matter of fact, you were maybe one of three white men we'd had on in years out of 300 episodes. Mm. But, like, you're adjacent. <laughs> I'm
0: adjacent. <laughs> like, we had that. Rory, Adam, <laughs> and Andrew
1: Schultz. You know what I'm saying?
0: Like, Andrew Schultz is so much less adjacent. He has, like, a podcast with Charlemagne, but then he's so much less adjacent to hip-hop than Rory or I, it's I would not say.
1: hip-hop more than—black people love Andrew, bro. When I saw Andrew in D.C., that was when it hit me. I, 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 I really love Andrew. I know he'd be, talk- like, I feel like sometimes I'm in the middle sometimes, because sometimes they'll talk shit about Rory or He'll say things I don't like about him, but I will say this much. He is fucking hilarious. His stand-up is crazy. Yeah, he And is. he does a really, he's so smart, and he does a really good job at his work. But anyway, in D.C., I saw maybe a handful of white people, and I went to, th- like, I just stood, his cameraman and I own the studio together in New York. Right. So I was there for a few of the shows. Barely saw white people, like. Niggas love Andrew. Wow. I don't know why.
0: I didn't know that. That's awesome.
1: They fucking love him. Does that and I kind of piss you off? Sometimes. I do. <laughs> 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 and then like he had his Black Lives Matter like episode on Netflix, and I was like my heart was racing the whole time. I was Like please, please, please. Um, I've had people write me though, like they don't like that I fuck with Andrew. They feel like you know he gets like a little too like he had Alex Jones on his podcast, who's a fucking dumbass. Mm. But I think Joe Rogan who loves Andrew has really polarized that white like MAGA audience. I don't see Andrew that way. I see Andrew as a New York liberal person, but I know Andrew knows how to fucking rile people up and he loves it. He's mm. really good at it. And like he'll get thousands and tens of thousands of people flooding his shit, whether they love him or hate him, they watch him. Mm. And to be the most viewed comedian on YouTube is a fucking accolade to have. So especially
0: because he was like, shut out from netflix and all that for like early on in his career i remember talking to him and that he just felt like he was too controversial all these big platforms weren't gonna fuck with him so he starts going hard as fuck on youtube and then he like builds his shit up to the point where they will fuck with him that's pretty inspiring
1: it's inspiring and like i also give a lot of credit to him for that because for me andrew the reed Jesus and merrill Podcasters and Andrew a little bit different because he's a comedian Jesus Amaro De too but like podcasters being able to get TV shows and do larger things like that shows me like I'm in the right pathway sometimes mm. like I don't ever, I never really saw horrible decisions as this tens and tens of million dollar thing. So in my head, I needed to branch out more and more and more. I can't be in the room with millionaires all the time and working with them and not want to have my million. You know Mm. what I mean? And watching OnlyFans girls that I'm interviewing get fucking millions and millions. You and Lena, be nasty. Like, how am I going to do it? And like, now that I see how people use their brand and keep branching, that's really what made me want to open shit up. Mm. Like, I can only talk and suck dick for so long, bro. I'm going to get tired of shit.
0: That's what I actually kind of find impressive about your podcast is that you guys stay excited and interested about it. Because a lot of times when I'm watching, like, fucking different podcasts in the hip-hop sort of realm, I'm like can y'all just stop talking about dating? Like the politics of dating or like, oh, do you think that when a guy goes out that he should pay for the girl's food? It's like, Dude, oh my I can't God. hear
1: that one more time. Are
0: you guys really going to fucking talk about this again? Oh my God. Like I know I'm 37. So it's it's just an old conversation to me. Maybe if you're 21, it's a lot more interesting. But I just feel like so much of this relationship talk is so boring in the podcast world now.
1: It is. And I think that we need to start... If we, What Mandy and I are able to do, because people thought we would run out a long time, we keep reinventing that conversation with new people. Mm-hmm. I've had how many threesomes, how many threesome conversations. Mandy's talked about the sex club over and over but we can keep bringing people in their experiences and that's new and exciting mm. like we just interviewed a couple a black dude and an asian chick about their cuckold relationship and him watching her and how they met like that shit is interesting yes we've told you what a cuckold is before but now we're seeing it with them and then maybe we might bring another one and their dynamic is different mm. and when you can bring on people to share their journey it's the same shit mm. you have a music pod right
2: yeah i would say <laughs> yeah
1: i would say like music society culture yeah. whatever Mostly the genre music, is yeah. so it's like Yeah, it's the rappers over and over, but something's different with each one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or like hoes, but they like fucking a new Tristan Thompson every week. So
0: it's true. But like, okay, like I really enjoyed the Kevin Samuels interview we did, but I just can't listen to another evaluation of another woman's dating situation. Like, you had Kevin Samuels on? Yeah. And I I think he's
1: a terrible person.
0: Okay, we can talk about that. But I I just have a lot of friends who like watch this shit over and over. And I'm like, bro, at a certain point, don't you feel like you've just learned enough about, like, unhappy women who are, like, having a hard time dating?
1: It's not. Like, the clips at first, to me, like, they were jarring to see, but, like, building a brand on shitting on black girls, like, I don't like that.
0: You really think that's what it is,
1: though? 100%. I think some of the advice has been, um... I would say conducive, but, like, for the most part, like, no. Your most viral and salacious shit is really talking about women badly. Right. And, like, I don't like that. But
0: don't you think that, like, the the women that he's shitting on, like, they deserve it? No. Really? No, I don't. I think, like, the, the, the point that I was so easily able to call from the Kevin Samuels thing was just, like, these women are being raised to not understand what the fuck is going on like they just really telling girls they're
1: fat looking like a linebacker shit like that like that's fucking nuts the
0: women that he says that to are the women who think that they're gonna get some like I've seen these women are like 300 pounds saying that they deserve a guy who's making you know million dollars a year and shit and it's like that's not gonna happen for you like you are crazy for thinking that this is how the world works and for him to have to even tell them that is pretty shocking to me
1: it's just shocking to watch him speak that way because I don't really see the caliber of woman he could get. Like, I don't find But him why does
0: it have to go to that right away? I think the thing that's shocking It, it goes is, to
1: that right away because you do need to be exemplary of what you're saying to people. I'm not listening. That's what the Donald Trump bullshit was. Right, but he dresses very well. You can't tell well us how he, we he, need to be a country that's this, this, and that when your shit is fucked up and you could barely be eloquent. Right. Like, don't tell me that I deserve a person who looks like this when, like, Kevin Samuels is six and a half, seven.
0: Right, but the thing about Ken Samuels is that it's not about him. It's like, number one, like yes, he he dresses nice and he came in here with an attractive woman and stuff. So he's doing what he can to paint the picture. But I think that the main thing that his content points out is just how women have had their hand held through life so much and are Mm -hmm. so not used to being told what's real and on the other hand it's like if you're a fat dude who's ugly and is not going to get any pussy i mean it's just the world is lining up to let you know that you ain't shit and a lot of these women they figure it it out at like 35 that they're just not the world is just not as accommodating as they've been told their whole life (laughs) and now we have kevin samuels to let them know and i think that he's actually doing important work
1: i can't wait for dr Umar to get his ass I really hope they get him.
0: But doc, Dr. Umar is living in a fantasy world. Kevin talks about real shit.
1: How is Dr. Umar in a fantasy?
0: Because he kind of relies on these like fake arguments, too, of being like, you, you say mean things to black women. It's not really about no,
1: that. No. Dr. Umar is like way deep. Mind you, he's super homophobic, and I can't even believe I'd be sticking up for him like this, but like... Right. I have really seen Dr. Umar for the good in what he's taught people about blackness that I fuck with him for it. I think like when I'm making the Dr. Umar Kevin Samuels joke, I really just want someone to see Kevin Samuels. Like I want to see someone really tell him about himself because I think he needs that. I'm not that person to do that. You're not that person to do that. But Dr. Umar, I think it really tear his ass the fuck up.
0: Maybe. But I just, I mean, I don't know. I just don't think that the arguments that I heard from that viral video about Kevin Savos, I just didn't think that's not going to hold any weight. If they're going head to head in a in a debate, I just think Kevin's going to wash the floor with them because it's so much more ground level perspective of how we actually know that people operate.
1: It's just the message that he's giving. He's not really telling you like you need to like. You know, put your standards in check. he's really like shitting on these girls to the point where he's like, "This is what you deserve, and but I think those are the
0: women who call in and ask for relationship advice, so it's kind of hard for me to like like i I agree if you were to just choose a random woman in the public eye and just start rating her dating possibilities that that would be very like
2: bad. i mean in a but- way it's
1: like the Jerry Springer shit right It's like, yo, why do they go on this show right. when they watch every week, and they know they are about to look crazy right but I don't know. Maybe it's hard for me because of the age. Maybe because they're black women. Like, I just feel like every clip I've seen when he's shitting on a girl, they're black. And, like, that's really hard for me to watch.
0: I feel like that's just his audience. Because I feel like he would be eager to talk shit to a white woman.
1: It might. And, and, you think so? <laughs>
0: I don't really see like I don't think it's like racialized besides the fact that he just has a largely black audience.
1: Well, I just mean the viral clips of like you know, you calling girls ugly like they're always
0: and and believe me, he takes it way too far. He says the rudest, most fucked up shit I could ever think That's what of. I mean. And he knows that he's doing that and he's gonna get extra media attention from his audience for like
1: but see Howard Stern, a Charlemagne. People like that that can make those moments happen without being that disgusting, that's talent. What Kevin Samuels is doing is just, like, mean. You, The way that you can bring out things to people and either get them a little riled up or angry or whatever, like... That's not you really, really shitting on someone for this fucking moment. That kind of shit, I don't really like well, like
0: that. I would never want to be in the position of having to do the kind of content that Kevin Samuels does. And, but actually, that's why I think it's almost kind of like brave because Charlemagne, like would never speak to a woman on his show that way. Granted, he doesn't interview just like random ass women who have nothing going for him. But I feel like he has too much of a career. He knows that his, his career would probably fucking but torpedo no if he said that kind of shit. It. The point though, I think is just to be real because he, or just be honest he I
1: mean doesn't need to do that. But don't
0: you think we're in a society that really disincentivizes being honest?:
1: Is honesty calling someone a linebacker?
0: I mean, if she's the size of a linebacker, then I do mean she's stop. a linebacker I, right? wanna, I mean
1: I just I feel bad, bro. like
0: nobody would ever get on a woman's ass for saying the same thing to a fat man, basically is what I would say about that.
1: The way that, like, way that he shits on people, I don't know, bro. And I feel like fat guys get fucked, bro. Like, I fuck chunky dudes. Like, I
0: know. The world is set up unfairly, for sure. It
1: is. Because I started <laughs> to look past it. You know what I'm saying? Right. I'd be like, all right, he's funny. Yeah. I like your car. We all know.
0: <laughs> I mean, we just interviewed these dudes. I don't know if you know about them yet. The Fresh and Fit podcast.
1: Um, uh, Earn Your Leisure literally called me. Okay. And were like, you have to go on this podcast. Are they out of Miami? Yeah. Yeah, I've heard about them.
0: If you hate Kevin Samuels, you really hate these guys.
1: Oh, that's probably why they want me on there. <laughs> why? What do they do? Uh,
0: well, they had, like, an analogy that I thought was pretty compelling, the uh, the candy shop analogy. Okay. And it's basically the idea that, you know, because, like, a lot of women will, like, not understand why a guy in his thir- who's 35 or 40 or whatever will want to be doing all this house shit. They'll be like... I have it out of my system by that age. So why are you on that time now? Did just started making money? Well, yeah, because like he said, he's a picture at a candy store. And like some people can go into the candy store when they're 18. And then some people are only allowed to go into the candy store once they're 35. I'm not mad at that enough. The second group is men, because realistically, like as a man, and this just made sense of my life to me so much, because like I, I knew that it, things didn't feel right for me when I was like 18, 19, because I knew I just couldn't like, get like the hottest girl in the club or whatever it's because as a man you have no value until Mm. you do something with your life until you earn some money until you make something out of yourself whereas with a woman i mean she's her market value is probably the highest when she's like 18 to 21
1: her market value you think i think it's got to be at least mid-20s
0: dude. i mean yeah definitely can hold out to the mid-20s for sure but like you know (laughs) women get to enter the candy store at 18 and guys, really, like, if you go to the club at 18 and you don't have anything going for yourself, you I, just, you're not in the game yet.
1: I don't think that's Kevin Samuels, but I, I agree with that analogy. I 100% understand when men that start getting money go through that fucking midlife crisis weird shit when they start, like, I get it mm-hmm. because your access changes. Like, the from a low level of describing this, right? Like, I noticed recently, like, I st- I never thought I'd want to buy, like, an expensive watch or jewelry. I always thought that stuff was stupid. Mm-hmm. But just because I didn't have money like
0: that. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's easy to say that when you don't have the money, when, right?
1: When, 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 like, tens of th- like, I don't want to say it like that because, like, sometimes I really try to keep myself in check and have some humility here. But, like, at the same time, like, a few thousand dollars on shit, it really ain't nothing to me no more. Like, right. it really isn't. So when I'm buying that stuff, I'm doing it more. And I'm like, why am I suddenly having the taste to buy this or that and i'm not talking about like a gucci bag i'm talking about a gucci t-shirt with just the label inside just chill shit why am i doing that for me it's because i can and i couldn't before and now i have that access and that's just men with pussy
0: and i did that at first too like i bought a fucking chain i bought a grill i bought a bunch of designer shit and then like the, the i was i wouldn't even say it made me not that much happier i would say it actually made me less happy to have that shit in my life and to sort of like carry around like have something on you that sort of represents your status like what am i a fucking king or something i just can't get into it
1: big chains yes but i think there are little money things we all need that make us feel good i live in new york so a car isn't really it for me but you know i I have to get a a place in la now where you
0: stay i could totally understand yes yeah
1: it's funny you say that because someone made a comment to me about where i stay and she's like you're bougie and we know she's like i have a loft i live in the lower east side my studio's in soho Mm mm-hmm And 100%, I got that studio in Soho on purpose. Because I know what it means to have that shit. Mm. Like, it was cheaper to get it in Brooklyn. But I know what the fuck a black-owned studio in Soho means. And my Mm. partner got it, too. Like, I want to be that bitch that has that. And it is location. You know what I mean? Like
0: Uh, In New York, 100%, yeah.
1: It it 100% does. And so the L.A. thing, right? With the car. Car, watch, small things. Like, I've been driving around a Camry for the past few days. I mean, I don't live here, Right. I was like, yo, I, I gotta get, I gotta get, a like, I gotta get some nice shit. I can't be mm. pulling up the fucking bungalow or so house in this shit.
0: And that's what's funny too is that like you're not from here, so everyone 100 percent knows it's a rental, but it doesn't matter. Everybody just gets it.
1: Dude, is that is people are saying that to, is that true? What? Like they know it's a rental because it's not like.
0: Well, why would you have something? Well, are you gonna ship your car from New York City to here for the weekend? No,
1: but like I feel like people that have seen me get out of that car like oh where are you from like how you know i don't live here because it's a camry
0: mm, does it have dealer plates or something i don't know
1: i don't know it just fucking looks like it's it's it's, it's a gold one it's champagne it just it looks like it don't fit but no like i see the need for a nice car here right. and i know that that's ridiculous to say because i should be past trying to show off but i really think i'd feel good if the car looked better yeah like i was kind of wondering where i should park and your shit
0: no <laughs> <laughs> but my girl honestly though is on the opposite side of the spectrum where like I've, like, tried to tell her, like, you should just get a nicer car because this car is just kind of fucking gross and, like, she just doesn't, she, like, refuses and she makes this obscene amount of money and I'm just, like, you know, I'm, like, I'm telling her, I'm, like, I had, like, a bum-ass car for a long time and now I have a nicer car and I'm totally not a car guy, but I will say that it definitely improves my quality of life for that percentage
2: of my day. It does. And
1: also, but we all have our vice. That might not be Lena's vice. Like, mine It's travel Mm. and it's like experiences. Like, I'm at this point now, Adam, I wanna stop so bad. I'm not even kidding. I get to the club and if I'm not getting in, I'm buying a table. Mm. Bitches don't buy tables, but for some reason, I feel like I put my big fucking pussy in front of your face and every dude's wondering why (laughs) the fuck bitches are in my shit. And I don't know why, but it's like feeding me and I eat it up. It's so stupid. I should not be buying a table, but I do it because it makes me feel good. How much are we talking? I mean, you know, like... Five? A little under.
0: Okay. That, uh, that's one thing. I'm was just i I'm, I'm permanently scarred because I listened to this podcast, which I've now mentioned like five times on air, so I totally apologize to everyone who's heard this, but I was listening to academics talk about going to the club in Miami and the fucking rich billionaire kid who's like trying to be 6'9's friend spent $80,000 on two tables for like three hours total See, at two different clubs. that's
1: different, Adam. When you're a billionaire, like... When I'm a hundred thousandaire, mm. okay? So when you've got that much, it's nothing. Like, think about how you pay for convenience right now. Mm. I was just saying this shit to Kenya the other day about how... We were both talking about how we were living off a different amount of money now and can't go back. And I ain't rich like him, or I'm not making as much money as Lena probably, right? So like, it's really... I told him, I was like, yo, I paid $100 to get an iPhone charger here in an hour. I was like, you know how fucking insane that is? Like, mm. I could have just walked to that Rite Aid and get it for $10, but I didn't want to move, and I wanted it here right now, and I wanted him to come inside and give it to me. Paying for convenience like that is starting to happen to me, and that shit is wild. Yeah. I don't know when that shift happened, but that's the money shit. That billionaire to just have that conversation or that access or be a fan, that was nothing to him. Yeah, It's just, like, where the money is. Yeah. like. I think that the richer we get, the more we pay for convenience. And granted, maybe he could have talked them down, but even maybe saying he spent 80 was a thing for him. Like rich people kind of like telling you how rich they are. You notice that?
2: Yeah. The more you're
1: around some wealthy motherfuckers, I'm not talking about people you've interviewed. I'm talking about like the, I know you know what I mean. Yeah. They love telling you that shit. I put a few million in this. I'm investing in this. Like they but love that shit. I, I think
0: that's why it's easy for me to not feel the need to flex because what I'm doing with my life is on fucking display. You can look at my YouTube for two seconds and you can be like, oh, that guy probably has money. So I don't have to fucking wear chains and shit. I walk. I, for me, if anything, it's like I'm annoyed by my fame. So that puts me in a different... Like if I wear a chain, I'm going to have more people talking to me. I literally want to be left alone.
1: That is not that weird how like you know you have a gift and it has to be public, but you also are not liking where it's taking you?
0: It's not that I don't like it. It's because I I gladly do it. I'll take the fucking pictures, whatever you need. I'll do it. But it's also like, I don't really get any particular joy out of, like, being recognized a bunch of times. And if and to me, that's the crazy thing about wearing all the designer or wearing a chain and shit is you're just asking for people. No, to, I, I could get recognized ten times more if everywhere I pulled up, I pulled up with a driver and I had a chain on.
1: Chains maybe, but I'll say, like, designer clothes, some nice things, like... I've wanted to buy it, but maybe I couldn't, or a man had to buy those things. And I love knowing I could buy that shit now. It makes me feel really good, like or not thinking about it, or like there's even that pretty woman I have when like I'm looking at something, and they maybe thought I wasn't gonna get it, and I do. Hmm. And I think it's just those little things when you're on your come up that feel good. But like the showy shit, I know what you mean. Some dudes want to be seen, and they're always like that clanky ass weird fucking chain. That doesn't work for me, dude. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. But going to Sadiq last night, I saw it work. It's a club. That's, it's the fucking party where like Drake and Chris Brown and Travis Scott... By the way, I can't believe Chris Brown was at that party after like what people are saying about him. Like I, I'm i in shock at how many celebrities still continue to go to this party like every week. But, right.
0: The thing about Chris Brown is all that shit. It's all fake. <laughs> just kidding. <I>
2: <laughs> like, it's
0: just every week there's something new and it just never does anything. It's
1: just crazy. <laughs> I think, he, you think he's too big to cancel. <sighs> or is it because the biggest star... Rihanna's one of the biggest stars in the world. We saw that happen. And it's like, so what does the world care about another girl? Is that why? Because it was her? And now it's just some girl on Twitter who says you did this? Like, I don't know how the dots don't connect for him like they would someone else. It's so weird to me. Is his talent that much better that we ignore it? Like, what the fuck is it about him that, like, no one cares?
0: I just feel like now, like, after the Rihanna thing, it feels like everything after that, people assume it's a cash grab
1: which is crazy to me considering that when you're violent like that it's a multiple like notice most people who's had someone say that they've abused them like it's the same type of abuse it's very violent it's very harsh yeah. like even Darren Sharper remember when that happened football player super attractive that was raping women his were like very violent rapes and they were all kind of the same like i don't think guys that need to punch women can stop that right i, d- I don't believe that I think it's like almost a, an addiction. It's the way that you handle emotions. For example, when Mandy and I get in arguments, sometimes we yell. We try not to. We get better, but you better believe yelling is going to come out because that's how we talk. Right. I don't think if you're used to hitting, you can stop that.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, honestly, this is a really good question of why that shit just never sticks to Chris Brown. Like, why did why did the Ti thing seem at first? I thought the Ti thing wasn't going to be that big a deal, and then it ended, I didn't
1: either. I, I was like, wow, this is fucked up, but, like, no way they're going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, It, it could be because it had to do with another woman. Mm. And I think we place a lot of a higher standard on women treating women right. So mm. to know that maybe a couple could have possibly done that to other women is very hard to see. Because imagine if it was someone saying, you drugged them, and then it was you and Lena doing it. Mm. It's like, damn, she was letting this happen. Mm. For some reason, our brain goes there because we think there's this like sisterhood. Like, my, <laughs> I used to have mad threesomes when when horrible decisions. Like, I say like two years ago, I was always going to this bar and fucking fans with my boyfriend. <laughs> I'm not even kidding. Like, girls be like, oh, easy, that fan girls, okay. Yeah, 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 like with him, and he would always joke about how sweet it was. He thought that I would make sure that their friends knew where they were. And that we would Uber them home or like get them food, just small things. But like, I need those things as a woman. So I want to make sure other women know that I'm going to make sure they're good. Right. And maybe you've seen Lena do it when you guys have threesomes. I don't know. But like, I feel like when women are in my space and I'm with a man, I need them to know that I got you. Right. Because so many times I haven't felt like that. Yeah. With men. Yeah. So to watch that TI and tiny shit, if it is real, it's scary to know that you let that shit go on.
0: Yeah, I could see how that would be, like, extra disturbing to people for sure.
1: Their shit's fucked.
0: Mm, I wonder. Because, I, I mean, we haven't seen his podcast since it happened or the TV show stopped filming. But then it's weird because that's, like, that's stuff that involves corporate.
1: I almost corporate. on the week before with Mandy. Really? We were, like, working out, going on that podcast, like, talking a lot, like... And I was like, "Oh my God, there must have been a reason it didn't happen." I already was worried about it because of like the whole way he talked about his daughter. But I plan to just <laughs> bring it up on air and have a discussion because I think that's what we should have done. As, uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, because that came out of his mouth. That's no alleged shit. Yeah. Like, I feel like you gotta address that. But now that was a, a that was a tough one.
0: Yeah, but okay. Would you agree? And we can like uh, pivot out of this too into another topic I want to discuss. But would you agree that? In regards to the TI thing, it feels like yes, he lost these like corporate uh or not that they necessarily lost them permanently, but like with the TV shit and the mm-hmm. podcast deal and all that kind of stuff, a lot of that stuff seems like it's kinda over, at least for the time being. I don't get the feeling that the average rap fan gives much thought to this. They don't. It doesn't seem like the average rap fan has really like lost any love for TI.
1: They're looking at it for the art, right? Like mm-hmm. It's the people that are the brand. But TI's
0: not even like a super relevant rapper right now.
1: True. But like it's the brand deals and it's the social outrage. For example, with Kanye, I love Kanye's music. Mm. He's probably like if I've the most money I've ever spent in concerts probably was Kanye. And I'm not someone who like knows music to the T, but I fucked with him hard. And when he said that shit about slavery being some <laughs> mental shit, I was like, Oh, fuck him. Mm. Like I was done. I like I as a music fan was over it but I think what you're saying the average rap fan no because that to them is just some normal shit we see we're so used to hearing accusations like this that it's almost desensitized mm. but what Kanye said was such a bigger deal than I think that because of how it affected you can't watch black people talk shit about black people that's fucking mm. insane you know what I'm saying but like with T.I. we already knew him and Tiny probably fucked girls so it's like I'm not sure and 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 who knows but no I don't think it will ruin his rap career maybe they will ruin them as a brand and as a tv show and as a family it's got to be hard on their kids too but
0: slavery as a choice slavery was a choice it's kind of like so bizarre and hard to wrap your head around what the fuck that could possibly mean that it seemed like and I definitely think that was probably one of the worst moments for Kanye in his career but also like it just made so little sense to me that i had a hard time really getting mad at him about it because it's like what like
1: i don't think you can get mad at him about it because you're not taking the shit personal. oh yeah for
0: me yeah but I, i'm trying to imagine how other people would feel about it and i was i was upset about that just because it, it just seemed insane like what and, are you talking he, didn't about didn't
1: he seem to you like that whole time that he kept trying he was very candace owens bro mm. like you keep trying to let black people know that we're in this fucking trap like we ain't watching donald trump doing this shit for years through real estate and treating black people like shit not to mention and just black people I think out of anyone like Muslims the way that Donald Trump was acting like we saw him do it over and over with Mexicans this person that person Mm. and for Kanye to just dude like I get it you're a fucking Republican you got mad money just vote for him and shut the fuck up Mm. you did all this and you're a black superstar and we love you because you were fighting for us I'll never forget that shit with him and um what's Austin Powers name? Mike Myers thank you (laughs) Like that was an amazing moment And it was real and authentic And then you fucking do this years later You stupid but the, fuck But the
0: tweet the I love how Candace Owens thinks I already was like familiar with Candace Owens at that point She's And I was f- just like Bro idiot. I hate the way she thinks And I'm not necessarily against like people having conservative opinions I got plenty of conservative opinions about things but the way she thinks literally the way she thinks is like I'm gonna look at whatever the Democratic Party line is and I'm just gonna go against it no matter what I'm gonna whether it's even like with the mass shit it's like I hate how that you didn't even have to you didn't have to tell me that Candace Owens was gonna have some insanely stupid opinions about mass for me to know that she was gonna have some insanely stupid opinions about mass because you have to go against the traditional left orthodoxy right now of mass are good so you just knew that she was going to be anti-Fauci anti whatever it's like the idea that she's like this really great innovative thinker is like no she's the opposite of that dude
1: when you're trying to be so out there that your opinions are so fucking insane people get very manic Mm. like you ever watch when you're watching a youtube or a moment of someone you're like where the fuck is your brain right now i think that's when you're so hungry to keep riling people up with shit and that is why Candace Owens is insane to me. And Kanye started to do it. And I honestly believe Kanye's got some mental illness shit going on. Oh, but yeah. we didn't need him to get a black girl again, bro. And I know Amber was half, as am I. I'm just saying, he was a little better then. Right. Like, we need just one more black girl to get in there. Just... Does
0: that rub you the wrong way a little bit? That he just goes straight to a fucking non-black supermodel chick?
1: Um. Yes, only because... I love seeing huge black celebrities with black women because I think it's really important for people to see um, mm. black couples, black men and women, like not feeling like you have to attain a woman that looks like this when you reach a certain level of success. And I think that for Kanye, especially being so deep rooted in black culture, like it's kind of like really, there's you know- some bad black girls, bro. Like, yeah. and I don't get me wrong, Kim Kardashian's obviously gorgeous, but like, and so is Irina Shayk, but it's like dude, like you're single now and you're Connie, like you're telling me you haven't seen another gorgeous black actress or supermodel. Like you could have got it. Mm. And I think that sometimes it really helps black men. Like Andrew Schultz said something about marriage strengthening um, and being a part of successful uh, businessmen. And I don't know if you've noticed that with yourself, maybe with a healthy relationship with Lemon. but like I believe a lot of black men should be aligning themselves with black women because I really believe it to strengthen their relationship to their own community like, I think a lot of us are kind of like, eh, about Kanye because of his relationships. Mm. You know what I'm saying? If Kanye got with a black girl right now, he's back, bro. I'm tweeting that Kanye's back. We're all going to get hype about it and be excited because we feel like you came back down to earth. And there is a thing... Where when you see a black man that's so rich and wealthy and famous not be with a black girl where you feel like, oh, you just don't want to fuck with us.
0: Do you feel like you're kind of like just gleefully accepting that identity politics is just going to rule all your thoughts, though, when you say something like that? Like, shouldn't it always just be about love? Shouldn't we not? Maybe I'm a little devil's advocate here, but don't you think we should not like race should be the last thing that gets considered when we're talking about who somebody ends up with?
1: No, not when you're feeling like you're tossed up for another race. I Mm. think that it's different like black girls and i also i'm light-skinned and 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 i'm a smaller girl like there's a lot of factors to this but i do believe black women are watching this shit go on and feeling passed up like i had a white girl say something to me i was living in mexico last year you and Lena came i was trying to link with you guys actually but i was living there for a few months and this girl said something to me about a black guy she was dating we were cool And she was like i don't know what shift happened in the last year or two she's like i felt like a really sexy white girl and she's russian she's like i felt like black guys wanted me she's like and now suddenly i feel like black girls were are back and it bothered me so much she's like i don't know when this happened i don't know when black girls became like just so in for everyone to where black men don't even want to date me in public anymore And it made me laugh that she had the nerve to say that to me but Yes, I think that is coming from black girls being more out loud and talking about things like that. Because for years, I think people have felt like that. I think I used to only flat iron my hair because I thought I had to look a certain way Mm. for guys that I wanted to attract. Right. When now, I don't give a fuck.
2: Yeah.
0: I remember when I was doing a podcast with Dame Dash one time that he just was like, he, he sincerely asked me, like, when you go into a record label and there's a white girl working there, do you go out of your way to like support her? Because she's white. And I was like so confused by what he was asking me. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, of course not. What the fuck would I give a fuck about another person being white for? I don't view myself as like a white person or I need to like help out the other white people. (laughs) But it immediately occurred to me that to him that's a completely logical way of thinking about the world. Is that of course if you're a black guy you should want to help out other black people. Dude. But that makes no sense to me as a white person. And I think it's unhealthy for everyone to think that way.
1: So the studio that we opened like it started moving fast and we needed to hire people and i was going on twitter and being like yo like i'm looking for a black engineer i'm looking for a black woman engineer i'm looking for a black graphic designer and a lot of white people were upset with me Mm -hmm. and even when i went on flagrant andrew was like oh you're just shutting all the white people out and i'm like look bro like i can't make money on black people for the last i was a sales engineer before i you know was an entertainer i can't make money on all these black people years and years and years having black podcasts in there black people paying me and not reinvesting the dollar that's insane what the fuck do I look like having a bunch of black podcasts come up in here and a white girl's engineering? This is mm-hmm. stupid. I'm supposed to be giving you the same opportunity that I got. It just doesn't add up if I'm not thinking that way. And that forward thinking is really going to, in my opinion, move our culture forward. Killer Mike said something to me on a, Netf- not me, sorry, on a Netflix documentary that spoke to me. He said like the white dollar and the Asian dollar, they stay in the community for like 20 days or so circulating. And Jewish and all these communities, it goes around and around. And the black dollar is six hours. Mm. That is fucking insane. So I can't perpetuate this, like, black girl shit and rah-rah, whatever, if I'm not really doing it. I have Mm. to do it. If I don't, then what the fuck am I saying? I'm just a hypocrite in my own stance. And I feel like I got to be the person that I'm acting like I need everybody else to be. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, there isn't even as a part of me that thinks about sometimes, like, when it comes to Andrew or Rory or even coming on this podcast, like, oh, are people going to be like, you went to the white guy in hip hop or the white guy that's like got to use black culture to whatever, but there's not a lot of you. So it doesn't bother me that much.
0: <laughs> I know. Right? But uh, if there
1: was, <laughs> it probably would.
0: I think that sometimes though, because people would be like, oh, like hip hop, you know, all these interviewer guys are white or whatever. It's like, bro, you you have to like really hone in on like a couple people if you think that. There's a there's, bucket. There's a... There's me, Vlad, some radio guys, probably. But, I mean, like, when you look at, like, the hip-hop media landscape, it's, like, largely people of color, I think. Yeah. Me and Vlad are kind of, like, outlandishly... I don't even know what
1: Vlad looks like. I know Vlad TV, the name.
0: He's a Russian Jew. But... He like, you know, our shit is very popular. So I guess it kind of stands out compared to a lot of stuff. But, yeah, I mean, I I, I do feel that, though, because like, okay, even uh, recently we were like interviewing for a job and we had like a, you know, bunch of different uh, people applying. And I would be lying if I didn't say that I considered the black people who are applying to have an inherent advantage, at least like advantage as in like I would rather hire them because I know how everyone's going to perceive it. And if I was going to hire a white guy, he would just probably, for the same job, he'd probably have to be, like, way, way more qualified than the other people just because I know how people are going to perceive it. It's a hip-hop media company. You just, you know, there's just something that's kind of unseemly about I it. Mean, if I mean, I want too you to say perceive
1: people. it more than, like, you need to understand this. Like, when I did my TV show, like, when it got greenlit, I hosted it created the story or whatever and, like, I wanted the film crew to be black. And if they weren't black, they had to be Latino. Only because to me, most of the businesses were black that I was highlighting. Mm -hmm. This is the first finance show ever hosted by a black girl on cable television. I can't not have the camera crew make the guests feel uncomfortable. I got a black girl in here talking about domination and some like what? Some white girl named Katie's and be like, yeah, welcome, Caramel. (laughs) No, like let it reflect the people that are right here, right there. And I think that. When you keep that in mind, who your demo is, you do have to let your employees like they're going to keep you in check. The only reason brands fuck up and keep doing dumbass shit is because black people aren't working there. Like you have to have black people in here.
0: Right. But OK, just hypothetically, would you agree that if you were saying the same exact thing that you're saying right now, but you're a white person and you were saying it about your white TV show, you would basically be a Klan member?
1: correct however white people don't need to have that upper advantage because they dominate most of it anyway you're not thinking about it
0: right for- no I, I get that but i just think that in the long run sometimes i wonder what people rooting for their own race so hard eventually will do to us because as as a as a society it just seems kind of untenable for everybody to be sort of like anti-melting pot now and instead it's like no like everyone needs to sort of like it's
1: not within melting their, pot more than their it's own like- group pipe up your own when you can. I'm in a position where I can hire people now and that's why I'm going to do that. It ain't like I ain't got white friends. I fuck white boys. Like, I like white shit. You know what I'm saying? But like, at the end of the day, I understand where it's really gonna matter Hmm. in those entrepreneurial roles and like things when it comes to being able to hire someone in positions of power like i gotta understand what got me here and like i have to make sure i'm keeping that circle going around it's not about like not being able to join in but i do think we do need to strengthen our own people in numbers because at the end of the day i know for a fact things have been harder because i was a black girl maybe i've been passed up for things like when people even compare horrible decisions to call her daddy, like Charlemagne has been having the largest issue selling ads for horrible decisions. And he can't fathom why, like, he's like, yo, I need to build a case around this. He's like, figure out how much Sophia is getting per ad dollar per CPM. I need to know because there's no reason you can have a hundred thousand people listening and we can't sell more than a pod less than you. Right. And I do believe sometimes it's that black girl shit. It's maybe us saying nigga in the clips. Like, I don't know what it is, but like, it does we do get passed up for a lot of shit because of black shit. Like I know it. And Mandy and I light as hell and half. So just imagine black girls like there's another black sex podcast out there, poor minds, who are fucking hilarious. And I just started seeing them pop up because 85 South, who's a larger black show, had them on. Right. You know what I mean? Like you do really have to strengthen your people in numbers sometimes. And like that really does help. I do think like black people should join forces with people that are big in their lane. Like Much like a Wayno, I'm happy he's doing his show at my studio because I think Wayno is an amazing commentator in hip hop, in black shit. Like, I think he's dope at what he does. And I'm honored to be working with him and producing his shit. But, like, that's what I want to do. I want to, like, keep building on that. I love that shit. White people do it all the fucking time. Mm. You know what I mean, so it is kind of nice to see that, and I can only just speak for myself in that one black ass role, I guess, yeah,
0: and no, and I think that what you're saying about like the the white dollar like circulating in the community for way longer than the black community I mean like that that to me is why I think it does make sense for you to want to hire so many black people is like you just need to like sort of like go out of your way to increase that just because there is so little of it like yeah. there's just not enough black business ownership and everything, and you know maybe there's like a world like dozens of years from now or however long it could really feel but where it might feel kind of like unrealistic to still be like sort of like trying to make up for that i don't know but like for for where it is now it does seem kind of common sense yeah
1: yeah i mean black entrepreneurs are growing we just have to be able to support them you know what i'm saying because the first thing black people start doing when black people are selling shit is like damn why is it so expensive Mm -hmm. and it's like Oh, I can't stand when people tell me my shit needs to be cheap.
0: That's what I don't get about why why people get famous and rich and then they just start buying clothes from like French fucking designers that are owned by giant billion dollar conglomerates.
1: Because it's what we've been wanting. You know, when you have a black kid who's signing million dollar contracts and he's getting money as a rapper at 18 in his whole life, he's been watching people having these nice things and it's that, you want to show your wealth in that way. Like I just started, Adam, like, don't get me wrong. I've been talking this black shit for a minute, but like, I just started really investing in black designers, like within the last year and a half, like understanding what that means or like knowing that when I'm buying certain things, like there's gotta be a black girl with Instagram boutique. Like it takes a lot of effort to buy black shit. Like I got to search for it. And even with like the hiring black people, dude, I had to look up civil rights laws to make sure I won't get sued in the state of New York and Florida where I'm registered 12 employees is the max. And then I got to hire white. Really? 12 employees is not the max. Twelve employees is when you can have a civil right claims against you.
0: Oh my god!
1: <laughs> oh, I looked it up. This is acting my- like they were gonna sue me on Twitter. <laughs>
0: the idea that I could start a business, like like what we're talking about, MB like racist up to twelve. Yeah, like 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 like. You know, I think that like for no jumper, for sure, like, you know, the majority of our employees are of color at this point. And like, you know, if we're going to hire more people, they're probably going to be of color. But the idea of the government having any say so in the racial breakdown of who works at a business just seems so evil and like the biggest no, overreach but it's
1: necessary, because think about it. If you're a big company. Like in Amazon, you keep hiring white. We got to make sure you got some white people. But don't you it.
0: think the government still doesn't need to get involved with in that? Because if you were a, a business that wasn't hiring enough people of color, it would probably be, generate so much negative I mean, press. they
1: have to get involved in it because at one point, like, no, black people weren't getting an opportunity. Latinos are people of color. Like, so they yeah. really needed to put lo- the only reason these laws exist is because they weren't getting but shit. But don't
0: you think if a white person wants to start a business and only hire white people, that that's their business?
1: That that's their business. Like, because
0: I would say the same thing about you. If you want to have but, but a, I, a thousand person company and it's all black people, what the fuck does that have to do with me? Of course I, I want to be hands off on that. it's not that it's their
1: business, but more so like that already happens. Like it's already kind of normal and commonplace that you kind of hire like people around you or people who like, are recommended to you. So like it, it kind of just falls in that lane. And you're, for me, it's this, hiring a black engineer. I know there's a white guy I could find, but I know there's a black engineer that can do the same job. So why wouldn't I just give him that? When I know it's more important, because that white guy will get picked up for a job with someone else that maybe that black dude would have got passed over on. Mm. That's what I think about when I'm hiring now, when I'm really thinking about why I'm making that choice. When the white guy and the black guy walk into a white-owned studio, maybe they're going to pass up on a black dude for whatever mm. fucking reason. But I can't. Like, that's really why I want to find that person. And I think hiring black, that's really what that means. It's not like you're trying so hard to, like, just keep it black, black, black. It's just that these people are getting passed up. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, how the fuck is it possible that Issa Rae had to have a proof of concept and all this shit for Insecure when, like...
0: You're thinking of Lena Dunham story about... Uh how she came out and she said that she got girls green lit without even having to put together a That's broken...
1: sick to me, dude. And don't get me wrong, I love girls. Like my like I'm sorry. I like that
0: show too, even though I despise her.
1: I just, I can't stand her, but god damn the show. But good. I like
0: that show a lot. Like the first season I think by like the Second, third season, I was kind of over it, but that first season I really
1: enjoyed. Bro, it. my favorite line is Marnie getting robbed it. in Brooklyn, and she calls somebody or she says, Oh my God, I didn't even know people still get robbed. <laughs> that was so real and funny. And it, like, I think it brought Sex in the City back for people, but like, no, Easter Ray shit is crazy good, bro. And like, that shit should not have had to have all of that. Mm. It just shouldn't. But those are just those moments and that story we constantly hear about, which really makes me feel like, I was like, what's this black girl going to do? I really think that that's why I'm nowhere near an HBO. But when someone smaller can do that, it really helps. Because if we can raise the black dollar up and keep changing the level of access black people have then like hopefully that'll change the shift in where black people are from a financial perspective like Mm. i just try to open my mind to that a lot of times and learn about it because i have for a long time been like hella democrat and do this and do this and do that and so now i just gotta know how to do it myself and at least speak well enough to it to where i don't look stupid in a room with people that are like Mm. having that conversation with me on the opposite end
0: yeah, but I was going to mention this before when I was talking about rappers just spending all their money on a bunch of crazy Italian fucking leather companies or whatever that have nothing to do with their community. My friend, Desto Dub, has a clothing line that's an awful lot of cough syrup. And his shit, I've seen it blow the fuck up over the past couple of years. And I see Young Thug and Roddy Rich and all these people wearing it in fucking videos and actually flexing that shit like it was designer. He's black, uh, if that didn't need to be said. but no, no, no you said that. He is like... That, like he really has his community and all these poppin and rappers and all these people who see him and fuck with him and understand that he was a drug dealer and he's really from South Central, etc. That's fire. And they rock that shit as if it's fucking some expensive ass that designer shit. So that, much. That, that makes me like overjoyed because I wish that there was a hundred brands like his that people were spending money, and, and there probably is that are not necessarily on my radar. But I wish that there was more of those and that those people normalized. Like, you're wearing Gucci? Why, you know why would they're you doing give your money to them? the mall? They're
1: doing that shit with liquor, and I fucking love it. Oh, yeah. Deleon, Lobos. Like, I, you know, I'm, what do they say? Casamigos is a new Hennessy. Uh. Like, now when I see, like, Avion, I think Jeezy owns some of Avion. Like, if I'm seeing other brands, like, I ain't gonna no front. I get them. Right. I got a little racist brain.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> a,
0: no, I, mean, I, was I remember I was talking to one of my uh, friends one time about what he was doing. Uh, he's, like, a rapper, and he has other businesses, and I was like, So what are you doing in Atlanta now? He's like, man, he's like, I just opened a car wash out there. You start a black owned car wash. Motherfuckers will just support you. And I was just like, (laughs) damn. I'm like, I hadn't, I had no idea, but that's like a fucking genius move on your part. Yeah. And that's pretty cool. That people actually would get behind you for that reason, like that's, that's dope. That's just putting more money back into the black community, and that statistic you said, would like, kind of starts to vanish. I think as more and more of that starts to happen, because yeah.
1: we're all doing it. White people are doing it too. White people like fucking with black owned shit, yo. Hmm. Whether they feel like it's a little check mark on their box, I don't give a fuck. I have some white girl recording my studio, and she posted this video and tagged me, and it's just like black owned. And I was like, <laughs> you go ahead, bitch. Like even Viola, I found out was like a black owned weed brand, like i just try i feel like we just got to put in a little effort you know what i'm saying like and i'm sure there's somebody out there who's probably gonna be like why you don't do latino bitch i got one focus at a time okay right like and it's just honestly this is mine and this is where i feel like i could put the most effort in and be useful and that's just what i want to do like Hmm. i think it's helpful
0: i feel it okay i wanted to ask you about this meg the stallion seems in some ways very defeated by the response that she's gotten from like her peers the the men in the rap industry who clearly don't seem to give two shits about her having uh, allegedly been shot and she's upset with people like the baby for not having her back on that yeah how do you feel about that were you surprised by the fact that a lot of these artists are are pretty quick to keep working with tori and whatnot
1: um yeah man i was really shocked at how fast he kind of came back around um when I was doing sex sells I don't even know if I'm allowed to say this am I a Selena right now go crazy I feel really I don't know if I'm violating some dude
0: you're actually beyond the reach of the law when you're on this podcast nobody can sue you or do anything to you for anything you say on here I assume
1: uh they were we had like certain like the rapper that we had on was young and may on on my show and like one that was like very readily available was Tory Lanez and apparently he was offering way more promotion and his team was like doing a lot to try to like get him on anything and to me like i remember they were like okay we have a rapper we're pretty sure what you're gonna say i thought they were gonna say ti to be honest i didn't know what they was coming out with and when they said Tory lane they're like are you fucking kidding me And, like, he was offering this, this, that, how this many posts, this much airtime. And it's like, oh, his team was trying to fucking throw him at anything. And I'm like, hell no, bro. What the fuck I look like going on horrible decisions, being, like, feminist, rah-rah. And to be honest, I I am disappointed at how people actually believe Meg, and they just don't give a fuck. Mm. And with the T.I. thing that we had discussed earlier when people are accusatory, we don't know those girls and much like the Chris Brown thing, we don't know those girls, but we knew Rihanna. Mm. Like I, I am very surprised at that. And Meg seems like a sweetheart. Like she's not controversial at all. Like we all really like her. She's like a, a very natural girl. She can rap too. Like it's fucked up. Um,
0: I read the comments and it's like, you really would think that Meg did something wrong by getting shot. I know. Like that's. I believe he shot her. Do you? I definitely think it seems like the most likely scenario. Uh, I'm still like a little bit open minded because been, I feel like there's stuff like that's going to come out in court that might make me think different about it. But it seems kind of unlikely. I'm sure she was
1: maybe yelling, but I don't give a fuck what she was saying. Like
0: yeah, I, mean, I think by default she was yelling. Oh, I,
1: like that's what I'm saying. Well, she might have punched him
0: in the fucking face, and and I, I've kind of heard that that like she might have like hit him first. But I mean, who the fuck cares? Shoot that's, me. That's way different. Yeah.
1: I agree. Like, I think there's nothing that could top that. And, like, when you could potentially kill somebody, but honestly, I think that's that Napoleon shit. Like, I really believe short men have a fucking complex. Mm. I've been, hate to get dark, but I've had a man put their hands on me. And I think I've, he was five, eight, five, nine. And after that, it was very difficult for me to date short men. And mm. I really believed that he was doing it because he, in his ego, like, he just needed to feel stronger and more powerful and short dudes scare the shit out of me and I'm sorry for short dude. like I just don't know that violent that temper it's either a small dick thing or a short thing I just feel like it gotta be one of the two I don't understand when like the narcissism and the ego gets so out of control like what is it mm. like it's not even normal you know what I'm saying and like for Tory Lanez to have to shoot a bitch like <laughs> are you fucking kidding me right how bad was it and in a car like Dude, that's crazy. That's
0: the crazy thing about it is that the story sounds so bad that given that it was like a year ago or probably longer by this point, like the idea that he isn't already in jail to so many people, just it feels like he must be innocent or there must be something more to this. But she tweeted out, she wrote, justice is slow. Which I mean, like, anyone who knows about, like, this kind of case, and especially during COVID, of course it's going to take a long yeah. time. It's easily going to take a year. During COVID, if it were take a couple of years, shouldn't surprise anybody. But, yeah, I've definitely been surprised. And that-
1: entertainers, though, supporting him. And, and I think this is one thing that I feel like scares me and may lead to my demise one day. I'm not really afraid to say I don't like people because I'm not scared. Like, you know how people don't want to, like, burn bridges? like. Right. If I think you fucking did some shit, like, I don't really care to say it. Like, yeah. I just don't. Like, wh- what is really going to stop my bag? Because I said I think so-and-so really hit a bitch. Like, I really think you shot her. And I think rappers trying to be so neutral and civil is some punk shit. Like, the baby is, Huge. Who gives a fuck if you don't work with Tory Lanes again? It's not Jay Z, bro. Like, get the fuck out of here. And I only compare—not to say if Jay Z did it, it wouldn't be wrong. Right? I more so mean like the weight of that person. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, really? It's just—it's sad to watch. But also, she's a girl. I don't really expect more from men. No offense, but most men are pretty terrible.
0: Out for the home team.
1: I love dick, but men are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like I hate men so much some days and I'm like, damn, I still need to get fucked. It's right. That's awful.
0: That's hard for you, huh?
1: I wish I could just cut it right off.
0: Cut it off and just kind of leave see, it jumping around enough. your room and just kind of have a life of its own.
1: Like, don't talk to me, but fuck me.
0: <sighs> yeah, because like, I mean, I feel like if this were a situation where Tory Lanez had shot some dude, let's choose a hypothetical. Let's say that he has shot um, Quavo in the foot. Every rapper who's even slightly cool with Quavo is going to immediately be in the I will never work with Tory Lanes" category,
1: right? 100%. <laughs> 100%. To see
0: Meg not get the same treatment is like, I, I, I feel like I'm just kind of like on the outside looking in at how this is all playing out because it's, it's, it's just jarring, so bizarre. Right? Listen,
1: let me ask you this, which even makes it funnier. Don't you think Meg is a bigger star than Tory?
0: Yes, but I also... I feel like
1: that's not even a toss-up. Like, I feel like we know that.
0: But this brings up a totally, totally different thing, which is that I feel like Meg Thee Stallion is a huge superstar, but I don't think she's that popular for the hardcore rap community or, like, the actual, like, rap fans. But she's
1: still more popular. But in a way that I don't think that a lot of them care about. That doesn't know hip-hop, right? Like, if I ask my mom right now with one of the two she probably would know who Meg the Stallion is. Oh, yeah, 100%. Whether it be just from her face... Or from the name recognition. Who fuck knows Tory Lane? And that's the wilder shit to me about bigger stars than Tory Lane's not doing that. And it's disappointing. And I do think there is this boys club that, you know, unfortunately, some female rappers can't get into. But she's going to be good. Meg Thee Stallion, I believe, will make money all her life being But,
0: like, okay, great. just to give you an example. I see, when I first started to really realize that there was, like, a Meg backlash was when I saw her winning these sort of corporate awards for, like, Best New Rapper, etc. And Lil Baby was getting beaten. And then I just saw... Oh. On Twitter and in the comments section, on academic shit and everything, I just started to realize like this is going to be the thing that makes the general rap populist kind of turn against her. Is if she starts seeming as if she's being showered by with praise and awards from the mainstream, because they
1: feel like she doesn't deserve it. And
0: then meanwhile, like she, I don't think she makes the kind of music that a lot of like real rap fans are really that intrigued by. And then meanwhile, you look at Little Baby. It's like Little Baby is a million times more popular than Meg by rap
1: fans true but like how often do we see women making strides like that Right, like,
0: but the average rap fan if anything thinks that women are like too privileged <laughs> not like that they need more opportunities
1: I'm almost tired of the conversation too about like people being like oh make this time all she talks about is like you know her ass and fucking it's like these niggas talk about fucking bitches and drugs and killing people so like it's the same shit but
0: look how fucking quick people get sick of all these other rappers like who I mean
1: I probably don't even know them huh
0: no but I mean think about like What people say about like the new Migos album People say They're saying the same shit They're still saying the most boring You know Like people just aren't really intrigued by them anymore Because it just feels like it's the same shit over and over I feel like probably the rap fans feel the same way about Meg at a certain point except that they don't even care because the thing that she is talking about quite often is like shaking her ass and shit and the rap fans they just have no but, it's, it's but like Cardi B true. Cardi B I think is like more well liked by the average rap fan but you will still hear him say the same thing I'm like I'm not gonna listen to her but album see, over and I, over I, I
1: disagree only because I want a certain Migos type track when I go to the club mm. I want that same sound when it comes to Meg the styling, there's there's I don't want to keep hearing when it's uh when it's uh I want the new one. Right. I still want to shake my ass. I just need a new shake my ass song. So mm. keep making shake my ass shit. Like stop telling me that she's not dynamic enough when I want one fucking thing from her, bro. It's so dumb. But to I don't me- want to see Jonah Hill do a fucking drama. I want more comedy from him. Like stop acting like people have to branch out into this other shit mm. to be like bigger and better. No, I want Future to talk about disrespecting women and drugs.
0: But Future (laughs) has to constantly switch up his formula to keep people interested and Future is somebody who's like 37 years old and people are getting fucking sick of him sort of making the same songs over and over. The fact that people still fuck with him so much is a testament to how good he is and how popular he is. But that sound that we like. Sometimes it feels like Meg is kind of insulated from that real criticism of her music because she's just so, people want to support her so much and people want to like her so much and when the mainstream is really showering you with attention the like real rap fans or whatever i think are quite often just gonna sort of reject her based on that. that's her
1: only factor like see when i look at meg and i'm not someone that's like crazy into music and her lyrics or whatever but cardi is such a sensation i one like meg's music better i like her look better i think she looks more like a normal girl Um, and I think that's for sure and the relatability of like knowing she was in college is like really cool I think for a fan you know what I'm saying like I like and don't get me wrong I love that Cardi B came from Love and Hip Hop and she loves living in her ghetto shit like she's cool for that too but definitely Meg is more normal looking and I think Mm. we all find it sexy her body is more of the average looking girl opposed to like super fake titties the etched abs like she's but don't you think
0: the average rap fan is into fake asses and fake tits and so just even not, even that not
1: the girl fans.
0: Yeah, but how many girl fans are there in rap?
1: You don't think the girls are supporting Cardi and Meg Who's at the show? Is no, it? they are. That's, just That's the, my point. But,
0: but I feel like girl fan girl rap fans like girl rappers, and rap male rap fans don't like girl rappers. 99 percent of the time i have a friend
1: of mine who like gets embarrassed that he wants to put on fucking cardi in the car i'm like bro you like the shit like the shit.
0: right i don't even know if any of the rap guys that i hang out with would even acknowledge that they've ever gone out of their way to listen to cardi b
1: but like some of the shit like you know how some music fans act like they need things to be so lyrically inept that like they're just life-changing like no sometimes i want dumb shit
0: i don't think it's lyrical i think it's that they want to hear pain i think that if Mm. if meg the stallion had taken her career in a direction where she was like doing some fucking Jay Z shit and telling you about how hard her coming up was and how she sold dope and all. I mean, it would be fake for her, whatever. But like, it feels like if she had gone in like a little bit more of we that like street she is, lane, women
1: have to be sexualized in order to break. Mm. I'm sorry, yeah. but I don't really think that's true. I believe those there's those women there, but you almost have to sexualize some shit to be noticed. Like, I just had this conversation with um, Alex who. Alice fr- Jones? No. He's a fucking <laughs> dumb ass.
0: I like that you hate him.
1: Like, I hate when stupid people just say stupid shit. Like, I'm sure he's smarter than that, but whatever. He's out but, of his uh, fucking mind.
0: He's a psychopath.
1: A friend of mine, the, the guy on the studio with, he said to me, like, I must say, like, I got to take back what I said about you. Like, I always said you had to tone yourself down mm. to get more, and you didn't. And... I feel like I knew what I was doing this whole time. Like I'm exactly the wheezy from Horrible Decisions that people think I am. I'm not sexual sometimes. I'm just smarter than that. And I had to use that talk podcast experience to get into one more door, to get into another door, and to get in another door. And I feel like that's what a lot of these female rappers have to do. Granted, I didn't have to show my pussy on Horrible Decisions, but like maybe Meg don't want to fucking be in fucking panties all the time, but she knows she has to do that to get her fucking album and get bigger and get rich and make music. Yeah. And I do think women are leveraging their sexuality to get to where they want to be. I have no problem with saying that, but by the way.
0: That's the funny thing is that women leverage their sexuality to get super popular. But then at the same time, the over-sexualization of them kind of stops a lot of main rap fans from really respecting them or wanting to listen to their content almost because of that. But I don't think?
1: think you can get to a super stardom if you're not that girl. Who's a big rap star that's not sexy and hot right now?
0: For women? Mm-hmm.
1: That's my point. Like Lizzo, okay.
0: But nobody gives a fuck about Lizzo. I'm with you. I mean, I'm sure she has really a fan base, but that, nobody in rap. Do you is really think that Lizzo
1: isn't sexualizing herself?
0: Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, she like is. maybe she's, she's, just she's
1: not sexy for like <laughs> you or Kevin Samuels, but like she's my, still putting her ass out, and we're obsessed with watching the shit. My group whether- chat uh,
0: mm-hmm. had a pretty vigorous debate recently about if Lizzo wasn't famous, if we would actually like basically. Judging her from that perspective, and, and the conclusion that everybody came to is that she's very pretty in the face.
1: Well, she's she's pretty. So
0: that kind of changes. Things. And
1: her music is poppy and fun. And I don't know anything. And about first of up, all, white fat girls song. are into who? Megan trainer Who is that? D- What's Megan trainer's song? All I'm all about it. You know that shit. No, I do not. Get the fuck out of here Adam You, Actually, you know, know what? way I more About you. white
0: shit than me For the record Probably
1: 100% but In terms of like If
0: you know who, Like this pop star woman That you're talking about is Probably
1: um, I like I listen to radio shit sometimes That's why I, I just Not like. I. Oh you hate me now
0: No I just don't know about it and, it's, it's
1: shit like that Like l- music in the car right But like Top 40s There's some fat white girls That be making it And I think that like I know Adele Right.
0: She's very talented.
1: She's very talented. I, I, honestly, hers might supersede her weight. But with Lizzo, I think she makes music like that, and she's fun and different looking, and the flute, too.
0: She plays the flute?
1: Like those were a lot of her early like um, viral moments where like her with the flute and music and rapping like that shit was crazy to me. Like I've never seen something like that. Um. And I think she just was dynamic in that way to where she was different and also making people feel really good about their bodies, which is funny because I think who Lizzo empowers the most is probably not even women at her size. It's The girl's right in the middle. You know what I mean? They're just like, look, she's proud. Like, yeah. which also Lizzo has said is very insulting to her. Like, y'all telling me I'm confident is a fucking terrible thing to say.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I remember when Lizzo, uh, you know, when I sort of realized, like, oh, the tide is going to turn against her very quickly. was when I saw her by the Lakers game and she's all, like, shaking her ass. I forget what she was wearing. But... I I just saw the comment section just erupt with just pure hatred for her being fat and being out in public, showing off how fat she was, trying to make it sexy, and I was just like, oh, y'all hate her for that. Like, I didn't realize they were going to turn on her that quickly. people
1: hate fat people. Like, I didn't even know I was able to say fat people until we started interviewing more fat people, and they were like, nah, you can say that shit. Like, people hate fat people. Like, when it comes to jobs, when it comes to anything, like... I'm telling you there's like that's the one thing that may be a little colorblind with except for fat black women they I do believe they're treated the worst but like mm-hmm. fat people people treat like shit they feel like you can't do your job at certain things you won't be good at this like you're gonna get passed up for a lot of shit so the fact that Lizzo is like showing it off and throwing it in your face I think is kind of like I love a good fuck you moment
0: yeah when people consider someone unattractive you will see them expressing hatred for that person so far beyond the thing that they actually hate them for whereas when you see someone who's really hot, and they're getting in trouble for something or being canceled for something, it's like a lot of times kind of muted. They just don't. But a girl being ugly, people will mercilessly, they'll treat her like she's Adolf Hitler in the flesh. (laughs) Just for for like a slight grievance mixed with being ugly. Because, you know,
1: it's like people feel like sometimes how dare you fucking be that bitch and be that confident, which is wild to Mm. me. Like, I'm not going to front. Other people really don't. Don't get me wrong. Even if I've judged someone for their shit, I'm not going as far as to comment about it or making a goddamn segment about it on a podcast. People be wild in how they talk about Lizzo. And honestly, it's in such poor taste, kind of like how I feel about the Kevin Samuel shit, that they go on and on and on about it. But like with Lizzo, I don't know what makes it so much of a phenomenon for people to watch happen, but I love underdogs and I do like shit like that. And when I watch her give that fuck you, oh my God, it makes me want to pay for her album. Mm. And I stream Like, I love supporting people that are just really living in their truth. Like, Lizzo's not hurting nobody.
0: It's funny, though, because my viewpoint of a lot of these, like, female rappers that we're talking about, I'm realizing from talking to you, is way less nuanced. Whereas I could give you, like, a real in-depth breakdown of like the ups and downs of the baby's career or whatever whereas with like meg or lizzo it's kind of like i see them come out i get an idea for what the music is whatever maybe i pay attention when there's a controversy or a new album or whatever but like i i just see the hatred come at them from the no jumper type fans the academic type fans the world star type fans which to me that's basically like what rap music is. i really appreciate
1: is. you saying that because like that fan base i don't know what age group it is i don't know who it is or what it is but like it is weird like i recently um had had a conversation with mandy about on our show about people like saying things to her on her other podcast about like her weight or whatever and mandy's not fat like mandy's thick she's pretty like I don't even get why they be going there with her. She
0: lost our- a lot of weight. Yeah, right. Yeah, she
1: okay. has. Yeah. But like our fans don't do that. But like the other ones do, and it's like, what the fuck is it with men getting so obsessed with like mm. shitting on you, dudes that we all know would want to fuck her. Like, and I don't want to uh, speak for Mandy in, in in this way, but it's just like she's my co-host. I see it from my own eyes. And I'm like, God damn. Like it, Dudes that could never do that to her in public. It's a weird thing with this internet comment shit. Mm. And it's like they just like to gang up together. And then they like to get better comments than the other one. Now they're doing it for comment likes. People with no pictures. Like I don't understand this shit at all. And I don't know if it's because my brain likes to make money. But this feels like poor shit. Mm. I swear to God, Adam, I don't know who does this shit. I would literally stop fucking somebody if I knew they were doing comments like this. It is wild <laughs> to me. Like the biggest... Biggest fucking dick in the world I'll be like you were on there calling Lizzo fat like nigga what else have you done today right it's so dumb to me yeah but somehow they pay your bills
0: I see it coming out of the woodwork too where like especially when we had my kid that it's like whoa there's a million fake accounts that want to tell me that my girl and I should not have had a kid because we are porn stars and it's like I didn't like people really make fake accounts to let you know like I was pretty shocked by that.
1: It's like, you ain't about to find the bitch that left it on her regular page anyway. So why do they do that? Honestly, you know, Lena doesn't follow a lot of people and I follow her, Lena the mom page and like, and I'm getting to that age where I think about children not like following women and seeing their evolution. Booty is one, like, you know, she's someone I admire in that work, like, much like, you know, your fiance. And I was having a hard time looking at some of her comments, like, Mm. to where, I remember last year when she was pregnant or maybe it was a year and a half ago, I don't know, COVID makes my mind weird, but I was like, fuck dude, like, what are they gonna to me? Like, you know what I mean? And it's intense. I don't even know if you can enjoy a pregnancy like that, so like, it does make me feel good to leave comments and do nice shit because it matters you don't see as many of those
0: but you kind of realize like the kind of things that people probably say behind closed doors that they don't have the guts to say in real life because like one of the main things that i have to ban people from saying that to me is like oh wow i never would have even thought that anyone would say that is like your kid is going to get older and he's she's going to kill herself because of her parents yeah like all the time
1: oh my god and you
0: block them but it's like damn like there's a significant percentage of people who like want to say that and want to see your... Maybe they really think it. Maybe they just want to see the reaction. But, like...
1: I think it's reaction. It
0: kind of, like, exposes, like, an uglier side of what people are capable of that you wouldn't really know of if everybody was just using their real accounts.
1: Also, there is a lot of jealousy in the fact that we're watching mm. a girl fuck her boyfriend for years and mm. get rich
0: yeah there's a lot of people working at walgreens who are pretty upset about the idea of a girl becoming a millionaire off only fans oh
1: my god not to mention you're gonna be pregnant and we still gonna pay for this shit like fuck you like every no one likes that at all like no one wants to watch you do something so simple and get rich off of it when they feel like they're doing something morally right, right. which is dumb i'm gonna be honest with you like i made the joke about only fans there's no way i could ever i can't handle what somebody would uh say about me like I'm, I'm very emotional in that way and i unfortunately have some of those misogynistic tendencies where i give a fuck what you know maybe the man thinks of me or like it's it was very important for me to do certain things above horrible um that came after it when i said above just because i wanted people to understand i'm i'm better than just a sucking dick talk mm. when really i know what her and i did by branching into that many streams of income is fucking amazing mm-hmm. but there's still something in my brain that thinks that and i think with only fans girls it's really sad when i interviewed be nasty and she was telling me how much she pays in taxes i don't know if her and Lena are in the same ballpark but top one percent right mm-hmm. i was like god damn and you still got people talking to you like this like when you go buy someone's fucking life from just showing your pussy mm-hmm. that's it It's wild,
0: but I think even they would probably acknowledge that that is part of why they don't like them. It's because they're making an absurd amount of money, and like the economy has kind of been twisted to the point where it's you know women are able to make this like absolutely absurd amount of money compared to other work that people consider more valuable. I don't even think a lot of those trolls would deny that that's a big part of why they
1: have a problem with these i girls, mean and that's know? the thing it's not your kid it's them being so jealous that we're watching this happy fucking family things that we don't have a beautiful mm-hmm. home and you know popularity a lot of people want right like both of you have it mm-hmm. that's something that like people are jealous of and like oh and you got it from fucking fuck you like yeah. <laughs> it's when weird. i was talking
0: to those fresh and fit dudes they were uh, talking about like Basically, you know, they do a lot of like sort of counseling or advising to dudes like to help them with their, uh, you know, girl getting uh, aims. And Mm. they were like listing off. I think there was five things. And it was like, you know, it was like you got to get your money right. You got to get your social media right. You got to get your fitness right. And uh, I was kind of and then like but they were basically acknowledging that none of that shit matters if you have clout. And I was like, really? Like, you really think that? And they're like, yes. And these guys spend Like a lot of time Like invested in Like what works Dating wise And they were like A blue check is bigger Than all those things A blue check is, big, is bigger Than having a million dollars In the I, bank I
1: don't, I don't believe that For quality And i tell you why like,
0: Quality okay They I, don't seem Too concerned with that <laughs>
2: <laughs> Or maybe like, they are but. Like
1: you know The type of girls Like you could fuck with Off of a blue check And I'm not saying anything lesser than, but like, if they're excited about it, cool. They might be just as beautiful, but like, they may not have something that be that may be more sustainable. I Mm. fuck with mad beautiful women. When I say fuck with, I mean like friendships or platonic or whatever. And the ones that have a lot of their own shit, they talk like that. They're like, "What the fuck, I look like fucking with this dude?" Like, Mm. bitch, look at what I got going on. Like, but now you start getting in your head about it. Like, it hit me for the first time, like a few months ago when I went out with a guy from Mariah that didn't tell me he knew who I was. Mm. And I was like, oh, he started talking about the Joe Budden podcast. And at the time maybe Warrior Mall was on my pod that week. I was like, so you know what the fuck is going on. You're seeing the social media. Like if you're really invested in them weekly, like you know, it's a Mm -hmm. small podcast world. You may not listen to horrible decisions, but you didn't need to hear me for 30 minutes tell you about my work because you knew. And that to me, I was like, I can't fuck with a dude like this. Like, mm. you know, that's to me very strange. Like, I wanna make sure that people that I'm seeing, and the same with women, like, are at a certain caliber of respect, understanding your work, not trying to be weird about it. Like, it's just weird. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And I think, like, that dude may not have even been into me. It might've just been being able to fuck a podcast, bitch. And what the fuck is a podcast, bitch? It's weird. Like, and
0: why did you put all this effort and time into becoming a podcast bitch, a famous podcast bitch, if you weren't going to also sort of like accept that that is who you are?
1: I think that like I wanted to leverage it into more. And when I, the only reason I quit my job, and I would think Mandy the same, is because we saw the trajectory of how fast it was growing. Right. Yes, I was making a decent amount of money. Like for me... It was like, okay, quarter million is where I'm going to stay. This is fucking amazing. I, I'm going to be able to get right there when I'm 30, and I can stay right there. Now, Horrible Decisions wasn't making that much when I quit my job, for me, I mean, solo, but... I was seeing how fast it was happening. And if I kept putting effort into the nine to five, I was going to lose that momentum. Mm. So I put effort into becoming a podcast bitch because I knew that entertainment broke into so many realms. Mm. It wasn't just talking ads. You and I both know ads ain't everything, it's the wow. other shit. And that was really the effort into it. I just wanted to make sure that, like, Later, when meeting and dating and doing shit like that, that it wasn't for just the podcast thing. I think that clout shit is dumb. And it does speak to the quality of friendships and relationships I'll end up having if that's the only reason. Right. You know what I mean? Like, pe- quality people understand, to me, who they should be aligning themselves with and for what reasons. Not just because someone may have some popularity.
0: And I, I know from my experience that dudes will want to and try to fuck a girl for even the slightest degree of notoriety or being well known.
1: Yeah, I'm not even there, bro.
0: These dudes love to fuck porn stars. Just to say that they fucked a porn star.
1: I don't know the same dudes. I've had men, famous as fuck, just around in a circle with them, out somewhere that will like know I have a sex podcast. Be like, you know who I fucked? They can't wait to tell me. Like I give a fuck, bro. Showing me pictures of girls, like dudes that are like million the biggest and when we shut these cameras off because i'm not selena i would be willing to tell you because it's blown my mind at how these dudes act like that and i right. don't get it
0: yeah i've definitely had dudes who are like very successful very well known and then when they finally get a chance to talk to me privately they basically are like yo you gotta hook me up with some of them porn star girls and i'm like you need me to hook you up like you don't think that she would fucking respond to your dm or whatever and like i mean that that always surprises me because then they, they'll like want to ask me questions about fucking these girls i'm like you realize that we shot born together it's not like i fucking winded and dined her and like <laughs> why you, know, you, you know it's just it's a it's a very different thing me fucking a there's, girl there's
1: now. one thing that someone said to me that i remember because i was like you could fuck any girl you want why or have any girl you want why do you like or why do you have a porn star obsession? And he was like, because I got to see it and now I get to fuck her. I got to see everything Mm. she did. Like He's like, sometimes when I'm going out with a regular girl, I don't know if it's going to be good. I don't know if she looks like naked. He was like, now like what I jerk off to, I get to have it. And I don't know if that's the same reason for all of them. Because I do believe men like to fuck girls that other men fucked. Mm. But when he told that to me, I was like, that to me makes more sense than anything. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like
0: The early days of me first fucking porn stars, I definitely thought I was really cool. And it doesn't, you know, now I, st- I, I love porn stars and stuff, but it definitely doesn't sound like an ego boost. Like, because it's, it's fucking, it's not acting, but it's basically No, I acting. mean, the porn
1: stars are very performative. Mm. Like, I've watched them behind the scenes porn. You can learn a lot from them. Me?
0: Not you, but women in general, I think.
1: Yeah, like, I believe I learned how to eat pussy from porn. Mm. Not sucking dick, because I think I was born to do it. But. <laughs>
0: <laughs> do you look up, though? all about the eyeballs
1: absolutely yo. like i also have no shame in like my face during it anymore like i realize like that's part of the sexiness of it but eating pussy specifically pussy is so different you can do a lot of the same type of things to a dick and you'll be all right maybe Mm. you don't know this but it's kind of true with eating pussy, it varies. It really varies from women the ways that you can touch them, how much softer you need to be, like the ways that you're licking them, ways you put your mouth, sucking, all kinds of shit. Even being turned off by not doing the same kind of rhythm, just like doing the licky thing. Like, there's a lot. And porn has taught me that 100. percent I encourage and implore all men and women that eat pussy to watch a fucking video on it.
0: I've been watching porn all these years. I don't think I ever watched anybody eat pussy, but
1: yeah, like we don't. It's a cool idea. You never see people eating. I skip pussy. that part. Because it's, why?
0: Because what the fuck do I, that's, that's weird, that's gay
1: You don't even like watching women eat each other's pussies? No In porn? No Really?
0: No, And full penetration
1: Do you enjoy eating pussy? Yeah But is it only I don't Len- do it enough But is it only Lena's pussy? Yeah You only enjoy eating her pussy?
0: Oh, uh, I guess I've been on a few girls with her over the years, yeah
1: But for the most part it's really just hers? Then you don't really like it You do it to because me, that's you, do act- it cause you enjoy it, watching someone you care about get it's off It's
0: an act of love, or I'll do it for porn
1: Yeah, so you don't really like it like that.
0: Maybe you're right. I don't know.
1: There's no way. You'd be eating everybody. I know men that love to eat pussy. They don't give up. They'll jerk off and eat pussy, and it's fucking hot.
0: Yeah, because before I was in this relationship, when I was fucking random girls, was I eating their vagina? Not unless I was really drunk. Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, if it gets you hard and it gets you off. Like for me, when I think about it, sometimes it's taste or it's the way women react or like it's all of those things in my head. You're not thinking like that. Well,
0: there's like a 90% chance that her pussy's going to smell bad too, so.
1: A 90% (laughs) chance?
0: (laughs) Well, if like you're out at the bar and you meet somebody and you bring them home. I'm sorry, you've been standing out sweating all night. Oh, I
1: love a good cleanup. And I offer it to them like, there's a hand towel in there (laughs) and vaginal wash.
0: That's an advanced style of woman right there for sure
1: bro are you kidding me you telling me bitches don't do the whole bath in your house
0: i mean I, previously
1: i will come out smelling just like your dial soap if that's all you got i don't give a fuck palm olive soap. i swear to god if all i have is access to one little bathroom and let's just say the guy doesn't have good products because look i love an aesop but if you ain't got it i'm gonna use what i can i'm gonna smell just like that shit
0: wow respect yeah i never even thought about that i feel like most of the girls that i was bringing home from the bar back in the day didn't even like they probably didn't even showered that day never mind to and freshening it up again in the kind bathroom. Of girls do
1: you fuck, bro?
0: I feel like you don't understand what going to like white bars full of like BMX riders and skaters and stuff oh, is like. Oh, I
1: do. Yeah. I live in the Lower East Side. They got oh, yeah, some of those. Yeah, yeah. They do look like they smell too. Yeah. But some of those guys look like they could fuck.
0: A lot of these white williamsburg girls, they proudly smell like shit.
1: Isn't that weird to you? Like that's
0: my culture.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it was giving back right there, dude. Actually, no. Those are the types that are like so anti-establishment and voting that they ain't choosing a side either way.
0: Oh god, is this your brand? No, but I do love these 2020 futuristic rings. You notice how I started creeping on the table before the interview is even done because I wanted Yo, to start getting. You
1: really up. have been hyping that up. How well, much do they the pay best. you, man? But-
0: they pay pretty good. Well, actually, no. We do it out of love. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm like, knock on wood for them to call me. You want one? No, they might. I got I told you I like got too crazy on weed when I ate it.
0: That won't happen to you with these. You'll be driving that Subaru all over the city. It is a goddamn
1: gold Camry, right? Champagne, champagne poppy. It's disgusting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> He's the most amazing person who's never changed their at. Who, Drake? Uh, sorry, say it like you know, how... because I said champagne, so many of these rappers. Early on had like the like a dumb Instagram name. But then at some point they changed it to the actual rap name. We like
1: Drake because he's corny though. That's part of his appeal. The no guidance video really taught me that's why we love Drake. Mm. He was so fucking cheesy and leans into that cheesy shit and we eat it up. And he don't be trying to act like a fucking gangster. He tells you he rolls with shooters because he's not that nigga. And like I was a Degrassi fan, and I remember when Best I Ever Had came out, I was like, I know that ain't Jimmy. Like, that was literally my words. And I think that is really why Drake goes far, because he's not faking it. Mm. Like, being around this person, like, seeing videos of him, like, he's super corny, but it's cute.
0: Would you fuck Drake right now?
1: Right now? Like, in this moment? Yeah. So, like, (laughs) I feel like, let me say this. I think Drake is such a big superstar, it'd be hard to say no. Mm. Like, I've never had sex with somebody like that. And granted, like I've been around Drake in clubs and at that like Lobo's party and like little small settings. I'm like, I wasn't thirsting over Drake. But if Drake started coming at me, I feel like it would be really hard to say no. Yeah. Like, how could you say no? Am I going to slide in these DMs? Am I like fucking posting them with hard eyes? No. But if Drake like wanted to fuck me, I'd probably be like, I yeah. can't.
2: <laughs>
1: I just, I have to be honest. Like, I, I think that it probably is really hard to turn some shit like that down.
0: You want to know what the fuck you're missing out on. You know, all these other girls got to do it.
1: Yeah, and, like, I think the other part about it, too, is, like, people are very afraid to say when they're fans of others, Mm. and I think that must be a part of it, too, that's exciting. Like, when you make friends with someone you're a fan of, that's a a nice thing, and, like, you you enjoy that. I'm sure you know what I mean, right? Like, I feel the same way, and I don't give a fuck telling people that, like, I'm a fan of their shit. Like, I think probably that would be the most exciting part about it.
0: Yeah, you'd never get to listen to them the same way after
1: my first time ever seeing drake nonstop, the song was on and i was singing it and like he walked right up and immediately like i stopped singing the song and i was like am i trying to be too cool for him and like it really was like who the fuck doesn't like drake bro and Uh. like he was even dancing to his own shit because that's how many hits you have like you can't even help it and like i could only imagine plus i want to see how fucking rich you are like I gotta see that house. It's so gaudy mm. and tacky. I need to see that purple pool. It's so stupid that... How how much is his bed? How expensive is it?
0: Oh, it wasn't 100 grand or some shit. I don't know.
1: I want to lay in that shit. Even if he sends me home, I could take that egg on my face. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe literally. No.
0: Brian Pumper. Pow!
1: <laughs> I feel like Drake is the one where you gotta be like, yeah.
0: Yeah. You know what I was thinking about earlier that you said is that I think... Right, I speak. think every time I ever had sex with a black woman in my life, I tried a lot harder. Yeah. Like I just had to try to at least.
1: 100% white guys. Like, re- I please. They're eating my pussy longer. They gave me sandwiches and shit. They, I'm telling you, like they want to make sure, especially because like, even since horrible, like me making white boy jokes, I'm sure they're like, oh, she's about to go on there next week and like drag me. Mm. But, um, i haven't had terrible my terrible sex has not been like explicit to one race at all like i do prefer fucking black guys but um i think it's just because i feel more comfortable like even black women you know what i mean but like i do get a white boy craving but it's like a particular type
0: you should fuck uh jimmy smacks
1: i don't know who that is is he european because that's my white boy type no
0: he's like a black like instagram porn star guy who who uh, recently got exposed for having some nut sacks in his face
1: why should i fuck him
0: I don't know. This would be a good story.
1: (laughs) I'm not gonna tell it on here.
0: (laughs) You could just tell me. I would be be so
1: scared just from your history of even telling you if that happened. I'd be like, Yo, I'm not
0: exposing anybody. Mm -hmm. I know all kinds of fucked up shit,
1: bro. You be on here every week letting them tell it. You don't be telling?
0: No, but I've let Selena air her shit. Actually, I got I got told one time because I uh, shot a one thing that I aired out. I wasn't supposed to air out. I shot a porno scene with my girl and another girl, Mm -hmm. and it was anal. And there was shit flying. And I just talked about it on the podcast. Like, it was whatever. And my girl kind of told me. She's like, yo, like, the other girl didn't say anything. But realistically, like, probably you should not talk about the shit flying everywhere. Like, maybe that's something that you you should... Did you
1: normalize the shit?
0: No. I was talking about it like it was some freak show shit, for sure.
1: Okay. I had uh, some guys come on my podcast and talk about the most hilarious story about how he pulled his dick out of this girl's ass. He said there was so much shit... (laughs) That they had to like roll up the comforter and throw it out.
0: Oh my god! <laughs> I was
1: like, "Yo, is this like a diuretic, Dick? Maybe that's why I have anal yo."
0: But you know what? One like, thing, I won't
1: even fart in front of a guy.
0: One thing you learn from porn is that nobody should be doing anal all spur of the moment.
1: Oh, well, one thing you learn from porn: have one gay friend, like. They watching what they eat for the day, Mm. heavy on the fiber. There's days where they can't fuck because they just got to jerk each other off because someone's ass ain't ready. Like, Can you imagine if you could only fuck your girl in the ass? How exhausting.
0: (laughs) Imagine fucking the homie. How much weirder that would be.
1: Yeah, that would, I guess. That's
0: why I'm always so fascinated by gay dudes because I spent all this time around dudes and never even thought about fucking them.
1: Yeah, but you ain't gay.
0: Yeah, but I mean...
1: Which is kind of crazy because <laughs> there's a scale, right, where we're so like, I hope I'm saying it right, Kingsley scale, but basically, like, it talks about the heterosexuality and homosexuality and how we, like, fluctuate, and I do think at some point people, it's like maybe an intrusive thought, like, I feel like it's got to come in there, how would it happen, or what would it be like, or even when you think about jail, we'd be like, oh, what, God. would I, could I, like, shit no!
2: like
0: No! I'm going go to jail? It's bad enough. I'm going to have flicking... <laughs> boris's shit on my dick no maybe
1: just get it sucked what if you're in there for like 10 years
0: hell no oh my god see you say something like that to me and it makes me feel so homophobic
1: dude you're the rapper right now
0: i know exactly
1: i'm adam welcome (laughs) look at these tower strips coolest
0: podcast (laughs) of the world get high
1: (laughs) (laughs) you do get high in here a lot huh sometimes uh, is that the la shit well i
0: usually don't smoke on the podcast but i i can i feel like that's fine. the
1: one thing my studio is lacking like Wayno no interview you can't smoke nah i'm in a building like office building and so like there's stylists in there and like accountants and shit like nah you can't smoke plus it's enclosed no windows
0: you did you used to record in the loudspeaker space yeah yeah, yeah and and there they have one room that was like a blunt and sig room which i always thought was amazing uh, made some friends sitting in there.
1: So that entire floor was dedicated to a recording studio. I don't own the floor. When I own the uh, floor, which will happen. Uh may not be that floor, it may be a bigger fucking space. I don't know. But when that shit happens, of course, absolutely. Like you can treat that to your guest. But no, unfortunately, I rent two suites. I'm just I just expanded to a second one, but like I can't do that there. But when I can, yeah. And loudspeaker, by the way, it's so funny because um that studio like had a podcast room and then right next to it was were some rappers. And um, Flagrant used to record there at the time, mm-hmm. and Andrew had me in tears one day because these guys were recording so loud and it kept bleeding into the sound. And he goes, "Dude, someone fucking knock on there and tell them they're never gonna make it. Like I, I can't, <laughs> I can't do my job right now. Like, oh, that was the trenches. But uh, shout out to loudspeaker. They really. Um, That's
0: how I feel about this fucking motorcycle going by right there that you can hear in the
1: background. And the whatnot. second room I just got in New York. It's got more light and it's bigger and brighter and I had to triple plate the windows to make sure the sound won't get in. Really? Yo, like it's expensive to give a good audio experience, but like, yeah, you've like really gotta put fucking money into it. temper the glass, like fuck.
0: We were looking at another spot that we were thinking of moving into and one of the selling points was they told us that they spent a quarter million dollars uh soundproofing it. And I was just thinking like I would never spend a quarter million dollars on anything ever. That is insane. I don't give a fuck about the quality of this fucking audio. You guys are all just going to hear cars in the background before I spend a quarter million.
1: That's insane. Think about how much
0: more we could have done to insulate this.
1: I, I was about to say, and like no shade this is probably the worst soundproofing shit i've ever seen
0: i appreciate you saying that because people come in here all the time and they're like oh this is such a nice space this your space is, so great. is gorgeous and i'm like eh, i mean that's a podcast studio no no, it's no. About-
1: your cameras are great you've got a great screen there like you you know you've got your engineer i see the boards like the the monitors like you have that there but the fucking soundproofing is insane mm. like I, i'm actually shocked at how good these are they're clearly like condenser mics i, oh, I have the same I have smb7 no what they are,
0: but i i don't I don't think there's anything that bad about them having to hear like an ambulance outside. To me, that's like kind of adding to the ambiance.
1: Yeah, I don't think it's really a big deal, especially when you get to have your own space and have people in here. It's better than your house. But like this Amazon shit is kind of wild, bro.
0: Some guy came into my house the other day. Like my uh, my girl's friend came over. She's mm-hmm. a porn star. And she came over with her new boyfriend. And he asked me, like I could tell, I could see it in her face that she was like, oh, like like, this is kind of cringy. Like, I can't believe this guy just said this to Adam. But he goes, "Uh, well, his first question was, so do you have any interviews coming up? Which I was just like, uh. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did 10 this week. And he's like, any Any of them really dope? I'm like, I was like, I can't even remember. Like, I, I can't even remember why I interviewed this week because I do so fucking many of these things. And then his next question was, you do the interviews here? And I was like, it, it had to stop myself from saying... Yeah, I just let all these rappers come in my crib all the time. Yeah, it's fine.
1: With me my fucking daughter. And- <laughs> yeah,
0: I'm subjecting my child to that. like a con- Yeah, I got, I got all but these you guys know coming what, in. Though?
1: People do be doing that shit in their crib, and honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It- in New York, that's like required.
1: No, it's the,
0: not. I mean, it's like... but You like,
1: cannot be a podcast <laughs> okay. making hundreds of thousands of dollars to when we're making millions and you are not elevating your production. People on fucking YouTube doing makeup got lit shit. But like, Joe
0: Budden records his in a fucking apartment building.
1: But look at Mandy's shit. Her shit looks nice as fuck. That's not in an apartment building. That's a nice fucking studio. Like, his shit should look like that. And I think, what, did he upgrade now? Like, okay. it's important to have your production looking good. I think almost sometimes... In the beginning, maybe that was the appeal to it because it felt like you were looking at friends. But after a while, like, no shade to them. And I love Rory all, but, like, it doesn't make fucking sense.
0: You're really invested in them uh, vanquishing Joe in this beef, huh?
1: It's not that more than, like, I hated what I saw Joe do. I think we the all hump? did. Like, it just was so tacky and wrong and in poor taste after years and years to build a brand with people and just do that like Rory and Maul are really good at what they do but it sucks that it's so overshadowed by the fact that a lot of that support is people hating what he did to them so much that they Mm. can't even just be them right now like that is how fucked up that was and it's it's funny cause I remember like coming in here and thinking like, I didn't want to talk about it, but it's hard not to as like someone that has a partner just thinking about that. Like I would feel disgusted if Mandy did that to me. Mm. I built a brand with this girl. I'm going fuck how much you hate me. Like dude, even the call her daddy situation, half of that girl's entire catalog was with Sophia. Mm. And you really got up there in your first episode and acted like you did nothing with this bitch. It takes nothing to show humility And the greatest moguls of our time will appreciate their team. Athletes, musicians, actors. I'm sorry, but like that was just wrong. And clearly we now see that they really did have value Mm. and and do have value. And, you know, that first episode they did, just talking and having fun, it was so simple. And like, you're like, oh, like these are just people that like, they are good at what they do. You know what I'm saying? And they're going to, be great at whatever they do and so will joe joe was so entertaining to watch but to not act like they didn't elevate that podcast is sick to me mm. and i did not like that and just as a podcaster i can't appreciate somebody speaking to somebody's work that way so like yes i've already loved rory and Ma always but like now after just watching someone shit on you or try to because i really don't think he did a good job at it but it's i want them to win i mean it's we a, all do
0: it's a crazy dynamic to just think about hundreds of thousands of listeners shifting between podcasts because I was watching a clip of Ack where he was saying that when they start everyday struggle that at first it really felt like a majority, maybe 70, 80% of the fans were there to see Ack and then the Joe Budden fan base was maybe a bit smaller of who was coming to everyday struggle at that time but then after... Joe left the podcast, the views immediately shrunk by like 80% or 70% or whatever. So a lot of those fans who came to see on Everyday Struggle left with Joe to the Joe Budden podcast. And then with the Rory Amal thing, you're kind of seeing like another big swing where you're kind of seeing Joe's views dipping, Rory Amal getting hundreds of thousands on all the shit that they're doing. I mean, it's pretty fucking interesting because a lot of times I think when you think about these fan bases, you think of them as being so entrenched that they're not likely to leave and this just shows us that these fan bases are perfectly happy to be mobile between uh, whatever they think is worth supporting at the time.
1: Well, for Joe, I think his moments are so viral and we love watching Joe. Like Mm. I I don't listen to the Joe Biden podcast, but like when there's something to see, I'm going to click on it because like that person is that entertaining. Mm -hmm. But we are in the 1% of most listened to podcasts. I think the top 1% is like anything over 10 or 15,000 views. This is such a small demo because that's how many podcasters there are. You can't tell me Rory and Maul ain't shit, bro. Mm. And then really, especially the way he was talking about Maul acting like he was some bum ass nigga. Like, Maul is fucking lit. Like, Mm. you really gonna try to have us act like he was just like sitting there? Like, that's crazy. And I think that it was so outrageous and just um, unbelievable that that's really what kind of turned people off. Mm. Because I think we've all watched Joe be so big and crazy and liked that but it was just watching it do it to friends where we all kind of felt that no matter who you are you kind of felt like damn and especially they had long term listeners i've been mm-hmm. to their shows man like people go to all of the shows they love them and like you do that to to them it's hard even if you are the favorite mm. like they'll fucking turn on you and i really believe you have to show humility and that really we all need to be brought down to earth and understand that like sometimes you aren't anything with your team like i just had this conversation in with Charlemagne, and it wasn't in tandem to the joe Button conversation at all it was about um, how much he appreciated Ange and envy and he was like even when people like will say things like you know about me being Charlemagne blah, blah blah he was like i know what they bring to this, mm. and I believe that Rory and Mall did bring that to that show. We, we I don't have to believe it is true. We just, we're seeing it now, and I'm just happy that they can be in a space where they feel good.
0: It's crazy because it feels like, you know, I, I don't think that the Rory and Mall thing is a death blow to the JBP, but it's probably no, it's their biggest existential crisis throughout all these years, and it could have been avoided so easily. All Joe had to do was just be nicer and be more transparent about the business.
1: I. 100% agree with you. I think that greediness is really difficult. I think that mm. narcissism is a difficult thing when you feel like you have to grasp it. And obviously, that show is so great. As much as I could say I don't like what he's doing, I know that his show was great for him all. Mm. We all fucking know it. I don't care how much you hate Joe. It's just the truth. Watching them three laughing, they're so funny together. Mm. Like it fucks me up. Like to the point where I can't believe that happened. Right. And. Um, I also think maybe, I don't know if it was the name change, I don't know what, but like when that Spotify thing happened and they were on a billboard, I saw that billboard for myself. Like that's so exciting to watch happen for people. Weren't they the first Spotify deal? Podcast deal?
0: I think so. Yeah. I think think most of us hadn't really even realized that Spotify was doing podcasts till
2: then.
1: Even though it was, you know, it's two black guys, it's, it's our culture and it's exciting to watch happen.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. A big moment for podcasters. So, like, when I saw that with Rory and Maul, to then just see, like, oh, you're just... You, like, fuck these niggas? Like, are you serious? Mm. Like, that is hard to watch. When you watch something monumental happen like that, it wasn't just you. Right. I don't care what the name of the show is.
0: Were you uh, pushing Mandy to not work with them as a result? Um, How'd that conversation go?
1: We didn't really have a conversation. Mandy um, loves Joe. She's a fan of his work. And she likes his brand. And although I'm not a fan, like... I mean, that's just her land. Mandy is going to make a lot of money at whatever she does. Like, Mm. Mandy has a a personality that I don't have. Vice versa. That's why we work together well. Like, That's why um, people are attracted to what we bring. But, um, no, I think Mandy has some of that in her where she has those hot takes and she doesn't really care what people think of her. And I think that's a lot of what can make Mandy great. I think that's what makes Joe great. I'm not necessarily that person. But, um, no, I think the weirdest thing out of that, though, was people – constantly comparing the Charlemagne network for us and her show with that. Like, I honestly think that was a super smart thing to do. I believe I just did that with Charlemagne in Kenya. Mm -hmm. You get with two black moguls in your space. I, I, I I don't think Joe is a mogul and that's no shade to him. I just don't. Um, he's not there yet, but I believe Charlemagne is one, and I think Joe is huge in that space, and Mandy is in that talk space, so that's what you want. Go for that shit, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't think what she do is crazy. I just think it's unfortunate that um that happened with joe but i don't think that that will have an effect on mandy at all mandy's not stupid and her talent shouldn't be overshadowed by what the fuck he did being dumb and i hope she prospers but i don't think joe is gonna be the biggest thing mandy does i think it's a good move it gets more eyes on her but like there's no fucking way that can be the biggest thing she does in her career for
0: sure my uh my co-host little house phone dm'd mandy and it was being discussed on the podcast and i was basically like
1: wait what
0: my co-host little house (laughs) phone Okay. It's, little a, it's a human being's name. Yeah. No, no, no. When, when you were saying house phone, I was
1: like, you said phone, I was confused. Okay.
0: The first time people realize that there's a person named little House Phone, they oftentimes are pretty confused. Yeah. But um, I think he DM'd Mandy, and then I was on the podcast basically saying you need to watch out because she pegs dudes. And then
2: <laughs>
0: I think she want, she told me, you know, please don't reduce me to just someone who fucks men in the ass with strap ons because she doesn't want to and I was like, Oh, okay, you're you're more than just a pegger. I gotta give you that, yeah.
1: I think she's just exhausted with telling the same story.
0: Yeah, I don't blame her.
1: I don't either. Like, yes, Mandy has done that, but it's just like, fuck. Like, she even said when we went on the breakfast club, like, oh, my God, bro, we got to talk about this shit again. And I don't think she's trying to, like, shy away from it. It's just annoying. Like, the same for me, right? Like, uh, when I just did Wayno's podcast it was the first interview i ever had where we didn't talk I, someone didn't ask me about sex really? now granted you and i are a lot more sexual than wayno is as a person mm. you know what i'm saying so like it's natural to probably bring up but wayno doesn't necessarily talk like that and i thought it was great that this person didn't bring that out of me and i think like mandy especially now doing a podcast with a musician bridget who's a great singer and had that experience she's like yeah like i do other shit so i could see why she acts like that but or, or um has that opinion but it is difficult when like people still ask the same shit over and over.
0: It's like if you killed someone. Everybody's gonna want like like every time they talk about the baby, they gotta talk about him killing the guy in Walmart. No.
1: It's just it's hard
0: to do anything much more dramatic than killing someone. Know. It's hard to do anything much more dramatic than fucking a man in the ass with a strap on. A man named Lil Housefa.
1: You know what's funny? Like we both have done this, except Mandy was so much more like badass about it that no one even realizes. And Mandy has the personality like she could fuck fucking do it. Where mine it's like people thought I wasn't telling the truth.
0: You do it in a chill way.
1: No, like I was just like, you know, it wasn't really like for me. I'm just like I get subbed out so easy like when I'm into somebody that like it's hard to be that dominant. With women, mm. no, I could definitely do it. But with men, like I have a certain type of guy I like, so it's hard.
0: When us heteronormative guys hear about the idea of getting pegged, it's very like we can't like everything else leaves our brain we're just like uh, we can't wrap our heads around the idea that this is something that could really happen to us and there's girls who are really trying to do this just as men we find this very shocking i think
1: i mean i think it's just i say this analogy all the time your masculinity isn't in your asshole bro like there's mad homo thugs that will come fuck this whole place up you know what i'm saying but
0: even if we squash the beef i ain't shaking your hand (laughs) <laughs> that, I just randomly saw that DFX video on fucking YouTube And it is the most homophobic Rap song probably ever But it's so good
1: Honestly like the homophobia in rap Like I feel sometimes bad when I'm saying Is it Welcome to the Party of Pop Smoke song when mm-hmm. like, hey, Whether he says the F word Or whatever like sometimes I, be feeling, oh, okay. I feel Bad man like a lot of This shit I love is homophobic as fuck Like think about like Jamaican shit whatever But I think that I can't police those artists. like They're not as intelligent as a person as I am.
0: So did you grow up around so, a lot of daggering?
1: Oh, my God, dude. <laughs> I was like on my fucking head top going to fucking Jamaican parties. Like, dude, a Jamaican drug dealer when I was 16, 17, 18 was like, oh, my God, I'm going to be a housewife. I thought it was like the hottest fucking thing.
0: That's honestly what I thought that Joe should have said as his defense when they got at him for uh, humping that girl on Mandy's podcast. He should have said that he was daggering.
1: I'll be honest with you, I can't even, um, I feel like out of respect for Mandy, I can't talk about it. But mm. I think what he did was wrong. I think everybody knows it was wrong. I just like, I don't think she deserved that. I also think it was embarrassing for her. You know what I mean? Like.
0: But if it was just daggering, then he could have just been showing love. to. But it wasn't because she was
1: already clearly showing that she didn't want any kind of like mm. interaction like that. But people
0: get daggered on who don't want to. She didn't get fucking daggered. The girl got
1: grabbed. (laughs) He pressed up on her, and it was weird. It was weirdo shit. It was a little weird, yeah. Like it would be weird if anyone did it. It was Mm -hmm. weird, and I hate that. Like sometimes
0: Laura hugs me, and I'm like, oh my god, is this allowed?
1: I mean, is she? I I can't even make a joke of it because it was gross. (laughs) But I do feel bad, you know, like. Obviously, to watch that happen to, you know, a girl on screen, we all can, like, replay the moment, and she got a kid, like, it's terrible, and it was also really hard, because so much podcast drama is happening at that one point in time, and a lot of me has not wanted to talk about it, because I really want to keep Mandy and my relationship good, Hmm. but... Even with the Rory Mall shit, like, it's like, okay, well, if I say that I love them, is are people going to then flood Mandy's mentions and say this is a fuck Joe thing or whatever? And it's like, honestly, I've just really tried to put myself in this box of, like, I have to keep my relationship with her good, stand up for what's right. And if I'm a fan of somebody that doesn't like someone she used to work with, like, fuck it. As long as I'm not saying fuck Mandy, that's all I care about. Mm. You know what I mean? That's real. Because we have to keep some respect there and, like, make sure that, you know, as far as our brand and what's keeping us happy, I gotta get in the fucking studio with this bitch on Sunday. I can't be like talking crazy about somebody she works with to the point where it's gonna make her uncomfortable. Mm. But it's also very difficult when you see a situation like that happen to not say anything like it was it was weird. It was weird for me to watch Yeah All of us to watch. You know what I mean?
0: I actually honestly think it's kind of amazing how Joe was surrounded through so much other controversy that he kind of just skated past a lot of that where it feels like it would have been a bigger deal if he wasn't already surrounded by a lot of other controversy I don't think he
1: skated past that I think people are um, being very hard on him hmm. um, I, I, I don't know and, and it also could be because everyone is so angry about what they saw happen and I understand he's apologized for it but you know what we learned through Rory and Mall? like one thing I will say is I don't think they sound like they were lying at all You know what I mean? Like, it was very plain. It was very simple. There was no going around about it. It was very simple. And I believe as... They're not showy people like that. So to get on there and give your fans the truth is something that we should all deem commendable. Like,
0: I remember Rory saying... Basically, that like if the Joe Burn podcast ended, that he didn't have any plans on starting his own podcast after that. Which I believe that at that time he probably felt that way. That he he wasn't really like looking past the JVP. I, that I think Raine he Moore was, are
1: making content right now. Right. There's no like, I I really can't speak for them in that regard. I know some of it they filmed at my studio, but even then they even said at the end of it was like this isn't really our podcast. Like they're just, like imagine you're doing this job for years, you don't miss it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I think they're just putting shit out and having a good time with it and, like, making money on their shit. They should be doing that, man. They are known for that. They are to, they'd are. they be crazy not to make money like this. And mm. people want to hear from them. They miss them. We. I feel like we all miss that part of their mm. clips or whatever it is. So, like, they should be making bread on that. That's what they should be doing. That makes sense. That's what I want. I'm glad Sophia fucking did with her shit. Like, when you leave a situation, like, we still want you back. Right. You still got fans, like, and I think it's great that they're not abandoning them. And, you know, whether joe is reinventing his shit with new people and ha- finding his new wave like everybody's gonna keep making money at the end of the day will it, his show be as big without brain Maher or bigger who fucking knows but i do think it is funny how people were shitting on them so much like it, it was crazy to me that like to even think it was i really didn't believe it i thought it was unfathomable that they couldn't be big without him mm. and i really hate it were, were you one of those people did you think it wouldn't they wouldn't do well
0: I I guess I'm surprised by how well it's doing, but I definitely thought that it would do well. I think that's one thing about the internet is that the internet really loves the underdog. And at that moment, it really felt like, oh, Joe is the rich fucking unrelatable celebrity and that Rory and Maul are a lot more like their average fan. Rory and
1: Maul got money though, bro. Oh, I believe that too. And and second to that, I will say like, I think underdog diminishes their fame as individuals too. Mm. Because... It might seem like that because Joe was trying to like be on this thing when he was speaking to them that way, but like, nah, bro. Like, people are fucking fans of them. Mm. I, I think I didn't even understand the magnitude of their fandom until a show. Mm. I was like, holy shit! M- Mandy and I have never not sold out a live show. The first two tours, right? WME started having us play huge rooms, but like that fandom. And it, it's Maul was one hundred percent right. It is not just him. I've seen it from my own eyes. And I tweeted and people were saying I was full of shit. I saw people cry at a show. Men. Like, people are very affected by podcasters. They love them. They fall in love with you. They're committing time to you. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Like, I was like that for Jesus and Meryl. Like, they got me out of a depression. Really? Like, oh, my God. Listening to people that can, like, take your mind off things. This is real work. That's why Mandy and I uh, have had to be careful when we may feel tense about something. Because, you know, you're putting that shit on other people. Like, people listen to you for education or uh, entertainment. And even if it's both of them, whatever, like, you've got to make sure you're bringing light to a show. And I think that Rory and Maul are going to continue doing that. And that's why people fuck with them. I think mm-hmm. it is that same thing I am seeing from Wayno. Like, Wayno has a lot of light. People like watching that. They get excited by that. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? When people are happy, like, it makes you feel good.
0: Yeah. And, I mean, just at, at the end of the day, Rory and Maul are closer to being where mm-hmm. their average fan is at. They're just, like, more normal guys in comparison to Joe. And Joe, like, it, it's like it would be silly for him to hide the fact that he's been a celebrity for decades now. But that, in a lot of ways, is the thing that's going to kind of keep your fan base from necessarily siding with you. It's like it's – it's. I, I think that they're just easy to root for. It's easy to root for Rory Maul because they really just seem more like normal – good guys throughout all this like for me personally my weekly podcast no jumper show that we do every tuesday at 6 p.m i don't know if you seriously could be watching this and not know that yet but like that was 100 percent influenced by joe and them like i just saw what they were building i'm like it's dope i'm doing these interviews but they're the views are like all over the place sometimes they're really high sometimes they're really low i want to build something that's weekly and that lets me just have like a couple of my friends and we can just have good conversations and to really build something that's more sustainable in that way and, yeah, that that was what kind of hurt about seeing them all break up was, like, you know, like, I was inspired by that. I took a lot from that. Mm. And then to see that, you know, it could all just fall apart. If anything, it made me really, really not want to take the relationship that I do have with my co-host. Uh, for granted. Yeah, because I just sort of realized, like, how easily it could all fall apart, too, you know?
1: I, I was feeling a lot for Mandy at that time. And, honestly, like, we're not at a place where we would talk about it together. But I remember feeling really grateful for her in that moment. And... For having a co-host that had a business mind like she did, and that's not saying anything to Roy or Mall, more so th- that uh, you know, I believe she's maybe better in business than the person that was managing their money, or I mean, not managing their money, but like better than Joe. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like she's, we both really understand what we have to do to keep sane in that part. Just working on the personal, it's crazy that that's almost harder than the business part. But like that shit is unlocked, and I think even beyond that, I've wondered too, like. When I watched that, that, that thing you're saying about that celebrity, that Rory and Maul, like, they seem normal guys, because they're not, dude. Like, they're not normal guys because they are so big now, but they are for some reason. And I think podcasters that aren't celebrities first, we love that shit. Mm. Like, it to me, yes, you are now. People are going to ask for pictures with you now, but it's because you have a podcast. This shit is fucking crazy. Like,
0: rap fame is a little different. Like, Joe got used to being famous as a rapper, and people just treat you differently in that way, and they still do.
1: But it's nice to listen to podcasters that are normal people. Like, I've been out, and I don't know if this has ever happened to you. Someone's taking a picture with me, and someone else would be like, "What do you do?" Yeah. And when you say a podcast, you're like, okay, (laughs) that's it. But this is a real thing. People love knowing that normal people make podcasts. Like. I think it makes way more sense that two girls could talk about sex and pop off or two guys could talk about hip hop and pop off than us watching a rapper do it or a porn star do it. It's like, oh, you're like me. Mm -hmm. That relatability. And Mandy, I remember, said um, on a few episodes of ours, like, when we quit our jobs, because our show was based on corporate women talking about sex. She was like, well, what the fuck now? Like, (laughs) are we like still, will they still connect with us? Mm -hmm. And... Fortunately for us, which is the same that's happening with Warren Mall, people know that they're a part of your climb and they like watching that ascend. And I think it's just showing that gratitude and humility and understanding you have fans and talking to them and treating them well is important. It's very big. You can't shit on the people that are clicking. Mm. People will hate watching you, but I don't believe it'll give you longevity. Mm. And of course, I'm not as big as Joe Budden or a lot of the podcasters we've spoke about, but I at least know in my taste what I like seeing from people as a viewer. That's why Deezus and Mero to me are so fucking... I talk about them so much because I'm so in awe of their brand. Like, I don't know if anything... If you played me an episode from them last week to five years ago, like, I, it might sound the same. Like, even them having more money now is funny the way they talk about how shit's expensive. I mean, honest.
0: I've never seen their shit. What? I saw them diss academics one time. That was it.
1: Oh, did they? I've seen them. Yeah, their, their most show. viral clip was Them with Envy. Their show, their podcast, they're just... Good at what they do and they like really keep that shit up. They keep so fucking grounded, like it's crazy to me. I mean, even to be commenting on a fucking Floyd Mayweather fight, like they're fucking huge. You know, billboards in New York, subway trains, like they are huge. And yeah. we may not all like realize it because maybe it's not like the Joe Budden, like um hip-hop hot takes every week, but they're fucking big. They got a goddamn showtime show. From a Vice Land conference room, like it, to from starting on Uncommon Sense with Charlemagne, like you can't tell me that's not aspiring to oh, me crazy. the reed and Jesus and Mero are like blueprint and um with i would say for my lane acknowledgement to what joe budden has done for the culture with their well, joe rory and mall with their podcast. Mm. you know what i'm saying like even mandy and i when we would go on tour i remember we were in houston we had a show on friday joe budden show was on sunday i think our tickets even that week like girls brought their boyfriends like because they had to be using that like it was like mm. it really shifts a lot of things podcast culture is huge like when you start joining together it's very powerful yeah. and um I, I really hope like you know there is less beef in it because like we could all make so much money
2: mm.
1: imagine if we did horrible Land and adam shit like once in a blue like you get all of them together like it makes more sense to keep joining and putting the money together mm. like the black shit full circle
0: yeah black excellence Mm.
1: (laughs) Lacks Um, excellence
0: oh that's what you guys are that's your tag
1: it was until one of our fans was like upset that he said it in a chat with us and wanted money off of it are you
0: serious not kidding oh my god yeah that happened these fucking assholes that's crazy
1: i was like yo are we gonna get sued so we just were like yo we're not selling the fucking sweatshirt anymore
0: you get, get sued for taking like a common phrase and just putting an extra s in front of the second word
1: i think people don't realize how much work goes into brand building like He mentioned to me that he wanted some of the profits. I'm like, bro, we get hired by a merch company that puts money into production to overhead for the fucking shit, for the shoots, for building the website, for shipment, and you want proceeds from that? I'm getting proceeds from that.
0: I'll file for copyright, and guess what? You can suck up. Suck my fucking (laughs) dick for fucking commenting that. Like, Yeah, that's crazy.
1: I know. But we asked fans, like, what do you want to hear? Like, What would you like on a shirt? Because we want to give you what you like. And then he was like, oh, it's sold out? That was my idea. Like, if he made the graphic, I could understand. Yeah, okay. Because that to me, like, I get it.
0: It's a pun and not a particularly thoughtful one.
1: I, I thought it was good. It's all
0: right, but I mean, it's just not really like.
1: I know, it's not horrible.
0: It's hard to wrap my head around somebody like thinking that like they deserve credit for credit, something. Credit?
1: You do, like, you deserve someone to like mention it or something like that, but like dollars and getting funded for it, like, bro.
0: Yeah. Mm. Jesus Christ, you guys got a real fan base right there Hopefully, nobody, if anybody heard any cool catchphrases in here that you want to suggest for merch Feel free to do so <laughs> in the comments and you will not be uh,
1: <laughs> You really can't
0: You will not get any money for it, yeah
1: <sighs> I can't believe how easy you went
0: Me? Why, I was supposed to ask about crazy shit? I
1: don't know, like I really don't know why I thought you were going to be terrible I said that to Laura too, I was like, I might leave and he says some shit what? I, would, I, I mean, would love to
0: know what you would think that I would ask about that would be more contentious
1: I think probably because a lot of the clips I've seen from you were like saying testy things with women, but now that I think about it, like maybe I don't have that in my past for you to bring up. I
0: don't think you have the Black China uh, attitude
1: no but it's not even that like she can have that attitude she's black china and if you start asking her shit about like her exes and fucking like she probably annoyed when she's making music but
0: if you watch that full black china thing i mean there is not like the because i try to start out with some nice soft easy questions and she's she's so not having it from the beginning that like me asking her about the rappers that eventually made her like walk off was like it was already so fucked from the start and it was all because she didn't want to pee in that bathroom
1: It was nasty.
0: If I had sat down to do this podcast and I had to pee really bad to start it, I would probably be a miserable person as well.
1: So wait, she held her pee because of it?
0: I think that was the situation. I tried to tell her to go to McDonald's down the street. No, you did not
1: tell her to go to McDonald's.
0: During COVID, too, where she probably couldn't even have gone in.
1: (laughs) I would have been mad.
0: The best part about it was how her manager, who seemed maybe manager bodyguard seemed like a very like straight up dude like probably definitely like holds her down in any kind of situation like he walked up to me after that after show like that he's like nice meeting you man appreciate you <laughs> like, <laughs> gave me a pound and he was out like he just he seemed so not surprised or phased by it that i was just do that, you not that. think
1: that certain cele- like black china is at that level where shit should be ready for her when she walks in a room you don't agree
0: no yeah but i mean the bathroom in my opinion is really not that What'd dirty yeah.
1: What was wrong with the bath? It wasn't nasty? Everything was
0: I didn't think it was that bad. It was It was, maybe, was it like it is today? I think it was probably cleaner than it was today because we didn't go out of our way at all.
1: Like the seat was up. Like It was a little, it don't look that clean. I mean, I, I, I took don't a flush tissue after and IP. opened the door. I'll I say don't that. flush
0: after I pee. You think that's crazy?
1: I know you ain't wash your hands because I listen. I don't know. That's not way, I wish it.
0: Yeah, I don't wash my legs either. I
1: literally, I'm not even kidding, Adam. I had to pee first. You mm. went in. Oh, right. And I heard you flush and I heard no water and I was like, ugh.
0: Yeah, yeah. I don't really wash my hands after I pee, and I don't wash my legs. Really? Yeah. I I seen like Wayno or somebody talking about that on the timeline, I think. And
1: Not everybody was saying like it was like a thing. Like white, white people, people don't
0: wash their legs, and I'm like, yeah, all right.
1: I yeah. I think Andrew Shells was like, I just let the water run down.
0: Yeah. There's soap on my upper body that's gonna drip Which down. Is
1: wild to me because jeans like sometimes when I'm washing my legs, I'll see the, like the dye from the denim, or like if I'm wearing shorts, like a little bit of dust from the street.
0: <sighs> I just don't. I don't think it's like a tree trunk. It doesn't need to be washed. It just is what it is. And
1: you have hair, which entraps like germs and smells. Does it? Yeah.
0: I've never had a problem with hair.
1: I'm saying the hair on your legs. Like you've got to. Okay. I feel like you know you need to I wash. I feel them. like my
0: legs are really pasty. I want to go get some sun.
1: You should. <laughs> this is L.A., hun. I've been noticing, like, since I've been here, like, I've been acting like that a little bit.
0: Oh yeah. If you moved out here, you'd become the worst person. Yo, like New York's the only thing keeping you real.
1: And that's why I gotta go back on Sunday because mm-hmm. I already feel it happening yo like it's, it, it's bad someone asked me like if we go out to eat in this place I was like mm, really man
0: I was just watching this hood vlog where, uh, vlog where this, this dude goes uh, to El Barrio up in like Harlem or whatever Ooh. hopefully I said that with a proper accent but like grimy ass looking projects and then this dude takes you in like his his mom's house or his grandma's house holy shit i totally forgot about that dynamic where you like go to somebody's house and the projects and it's so nice on the inside because they just have this tiny little box and they put a fucking picture on every inch of the wall and the the (laughs) couch is like immagulate and i was just like man that is such like a new york thing that's so dope
1: dude my, my my family's from new york i'm not i'm from florida but uh, my grandmother, the, what you're saying about every inch? I'd be like, yo, how many black Jesuses can you have in this motherfucker house? Why is the plastic on the couch? If we got to sit on the shit, she had a huge TV in the living room. She's not dead. I don't know why she said she had, but like, there's a huge. TV in the living room. And she, we still got to go watch it in another room. <laughs> because this is the sitting area for guests. Because God forbid the people that live in the house or visit or your own fucking family can sit in here. Right. And it's not just black shit. This is Latino shit, too. I have been in my Dominican friends, my Puerto Rican friends' houses. And I'm just like, bro, like, why can't we be like sitting eating here? Why is this? like? It's wild. Why is our culture like My White friends never did this shit. No,
0: I'll dog a couch out.
1: I bet you will and You will wash for the a legs
0: You have a couch for a couple of years You get it dirty as fuck You move on You get another couch
1: What do you do when you wash a couch You just spray it down
0: I've never washed a couch I don't know what that would be like but
1: and I haven't even had it Like Stanley steamed or anything Like the.
0: I mean I wouldn't know if she did But we have a cleaning lady so.
1: Come on Upscale
0: No but The cat peed on the couch And the cleaning lady Like went to town on it And she really got rid of that smell Like I couldn't believe What a great job she you did You have a the- cat Yeah Tony. Okay. He's from Brooklyn. <laughs> Dude, he is.
1: Cats are so filthy to me.
0: Oh, okay. Interview's over. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want to promote? Just to give him a reminder. When does it come out? Uh, probably a week.
1: Okay. Um, on Mondays. was do-
0: like, oh my God, my timestamps. Jesus Christ.
1: In three hours? This was three hours?
0: <laughs> was it really? I never interview anybody that long. Are you
1: fucking kidding me?
0: Two hours, 48 minutes. That's not three hours.
1: Yo, that's wild. Like shit! Joe, I'm sorry. Joe
0: frickin' Rogan in here
1: Oh my god Well hopefully we get that bag uh, Sex sells my TV show on Fuse Hopefully you have it Figure out a way to download it Scam it Just let me get a season 2 um, Horrible Decisions every Monday I have a really fun show Called For Fact's Sake on Tuesday And if you're in New York And you want to make a podcast And you want it to be in 4K And you want to support black shit Or even if you don't want to support black shit And you just really need good quality Because it's undeniable um, Come to WTF Media Studios
0: There it is okay also i just want to throw this out there have you thought about a rebrand since your name is also the nickname of one of the most popular rappers ever and also one of the most popular producers right now
1: honestly it's too oh wheezy out of here yeah people love saying that to me
0: yeah because I, would- I noticed myself saying and then i'm like wait that's wheezy not her
1: it's funny because like my friends that like know lil wayne like they'll make jokes about like when his album came out like oh i, I remembered him for a moment like mm. uh I want to, but I feel like it's too late. So like in the credits, like in in newspaper articles, I'll just try to put the WTF on it, but I don't really care. It's not like I'm trying to be like crazy famous. I just want to get rich.
0: Yeah, you're the girl version anyway.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I've got a pussy. Yeah. (laughs) And I am asthmatic. Right. That's my tagline. Who do
0: people tell you you look like?
1: Um, When I was younger, Alicia Keys, but that's just because it's like light skinned girl braids. Zoe Kravitz sometimes, but I know that's not true. All these people are hotter than me. Um, And That's probably it. What do you see?
0: Nobody. (laughs) Wheezy, No Jumper, coolest podcast in the world. Check us on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes. Patreon coming soon. Like, comment, subscribe. Patreon probably live right now. Uh, Nojumper.com if you want to support. (laughs) Friday if you want to donate to get your song heard, etc. Shout out to Laura. Shout out Josh for sticking this one out. Appreciate y'all. Shout out to Horrible Decisions. All that.
1: Bye.